0: You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to a somber and season ending episode of the Assembly Call. As tonight, your Indiana Hoosiers. Fall to the Miami Hurricanes, 85-69 to in a loss that knocks Indiana out of the NCAA tournament in the round of 32 and ends the illustrious career of Trace Jackson Davis as an Indiana Hoosier. Also ends the career of Race Thompson and Miller Kopp and probably Jalen Huchofino as well. And, you know, this is one of those losses that if you've been paying attention to Indiana basketball closely this year, you know, you want to say that you're surprised and shocked, but unfortunately, I don't know that a lot of us are because a lot of the things that have plagued Indiana came back to plague Indiana tonight. This hasn't been a team that was good on short rest, they weren't good on short rest tonight. This hasn't been a team that's been good against high octane offenses with quick penetrating guards, and they weren't tonight. This hasn't been a team that has good rebounding fundamentals, they didn't have them tonight, and Miami attacked them and got into them, and this has been a team that at times forgets what works for it on offense and goes away from Trace and starts taking bad shots, and this has been a team that is up and down and will give up runs and make runs and give up runs, and unfortunately tonight they gave up the last run there over the last 10 minutes of the second half after really doing some good work to get themselves back into the game after Miami started off so well But at the end of the day, it was a loss that just felt so familiar because there have been so many games this season where just certain matchups and certain mentalities that Indiana has brought to the game have just kind of led to this almost powerless feeling and powerless loss that Indiana had tonight. Uh, A very, very disappointing way to end a good season uh, for Indiana. I'm your host, Jared Morris. I'm here with the coach, Brian Tonsoni, with Andy Bottoms, with Ryan Phillips. We are going to break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. And let's start this show the way that we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. And for the banner moment, you know, obviously it's got to be about Trace in his last time as a Hoosier. And, you know, this was not one of Trace's better performances tonight. He was good, but, you know, he wasn't kind of the superhuman Trace uh, that we've seen. And he got burned on box outs and, and had some issues as well. But, you know, was still the best player on the floor for Indiana and did have a few great stretches of his own. And so I'm going to go back to the first half when Indiana was down 28 to 15 and things really looked bad. I mean, it looked like it may get away from Indiana early. And we got a stretch from Trace that showed everything that he has displayed this season that has made him such a great player. You know, he got an and one. Uh, to you know kind of settle it down and get some points there um, trey got a steal he you know drove in for a layup missed it trace got a follow up and right there it's 28 20. You know, that was huge. Trace got free throws on the next possession. Then coming down soon after that, Trace uh, found Trey for a three. That ended up making it a a 10-0 run. Trace had a huge block shot on the next possession. Now Miami would kind of go on a little run themselves, but that 10-0 run got Indiana back into the game and kind of settled things down a little bit. And it was Trace doing all the Trace things. He was scoring, he was passing, Block shots, rebounding. He's just done that for this Indiana team so much this season. He finishes tonight with 23 points, eight boards, uh, just that one assist and five block shots. Again, it was a good performance from him, not the superhuman performance that we've seen from him at different times this season. Um, but, you know, on a night when obviously Indiana's hopes for a banner ended, uh, that was the best stretch of the game for Indiana's best player uh, in the last game that he will play as an Indiana Hoosier. And, man, those are hard words. Uh, to get out. Didn't want to have to say them this soon and I know you didn't want to have to hear them this soon. Uh, okay, let's talk about our presenting sponsor. Home field
1: apparel, well, the team.
0: well, our banner moment tonight, as always, brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call and their second as their presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And I have to give the guys at Homefield Apparel credit. You know, they have a great Uh, Twitter account, a great just kind of brand identity on Twitter. Someone tweeted out a video of how March Madness is just killing productivity uh, for businesses across the country. (laughs) And Hopefield Apparel retweeted it and said, not us and that is true because no one capitalizes on march madness and big events like home field apparel they you know signed a licensing deal with fairly dickinson two hours after their victory over purdue they've got their really fun uh, mystery mania program that they have going on i already got two shirts a couple more will be coming and of course they released a bunch of awesome shirts for the iu women's team who is playing tomorrow night uh, at 8 o'clock as they continue their tournament run. I ordered the one with Grace Berger and Mackenzie Holmes on it. I can't wait to get it. I hope it's here in time uh, for their game tomorrow. Uh, but Homefield Apparel, they just do such great work. Comfortable fabrics, durable fabrics, and incredible logos that all have a unique story and allow you to show your love for your school uh, or just for a fun design. And so we highly recommend that you go there. HomeFieldApparel.com. The promo code is HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your first order that's promo code home for 15% off drown your sorrows with shopping at homefieldapparel.com wear one for the team all right well it is time to move the ball uh, not fire up a quick three but instead find the open man and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team Uh, Andy Bottoms we will go to you first for your bottoms
2: line on this Indiana loss uh, I feel like I could probably just talk for about 10 minutes straight and attempt to process all of the things from this game. I, I think what you saw in a nutshell was so, things that have plagued IU so many times this season, the lack of bench production, the lack of uh, shot selection, I guess at times, and, and in some cases, the lack of recognition of what was working well. I mean, IU had chipped away slowly, but surely, uh over the after a really, really poor start. And you know, got back in it. Cop hits that huge three at the end of the first half. Felt like they had some momentum. They came out, used that momentum, they made adjustments, got trace on the short roll, and then got the lead and completely went away from it. Now that isn't to say that Miami didn't make adjustments. Um but too often IU had guys just not even make a a not good defense by the numbers didn't make them work a whole lot uh more often than not settled for shots that you could get anytime you wanted to in the possession um and just thought that that lack of situational awareness was um was critical and uh really when Miami went on runs that was there the offensive rebounds were just crushing and and I know you have said this before we talked about it at one of the exhibition games that you know some of the rebounding was there and a lot of, I mean, it wasn't because Miami was big. And, yeah, there were some long rebounds mixed in there because they they took some bad shots. But, boy, you don't give up that many. You don't get beat that bad on the offensive glass by just not getting outworked. And I think that, to a certain extent, is also the bench. You've got guys who are playing heavy minutes, and I think it speaks a little bit to all the stats from the year about with a lot of rest, this team has played well on quicker turnarounds. They have not. you got a lot of guys with heavy legs at this point. You know, two days later for a team that that didn't play a lot of bench guys. And and that was one thing Miami did. He, and they got production out of out of the people that they put in off the bench. I, you didn't. It's a chicken and egg thing of, well, you didn't play. Did you not play them because they didn't play well? Um, I don't really know. I thought Caleb Banks gave a couple good minutes at the end of the first half from a matchup perspective. Felt like he could have offered something because they very clearly wanted to attack race Thompson coming out in the second half. They, they put Miller on him and tried to get him to drive him, And, and he drove trace at times as well. Um, just all the things and all the reasons why this team was inconsistent at times during the season for as many good things as they did, they were inconsistent. And it's why people had a hard time really talking themselves into them making a truly deep tournament run, because at least over the last month or so of the season, They've not shown the ability to string together good performances. Doesn't mean they're incapable, but they didn't show the ability to do it. And that's exactly what you saw over these last two games. Played one of their better games of the season, start to finish against Kent State, and then just came out and got absolutely blitzed coming out of the locker room. Miami's aggressiveness really took them aback, and it took them half of the first half to really truly recover and then get back in the game kind of relax for a second and then just get blitzed all over again. And, um, ultimately I think for as many good things as there were, uh, that was kind of the story of the season. And I guess in some ways, maybe a fitting way for it to end.
0: Yeah. Very well said, Andy coach. It is Tonsoni time. What is on your mind this evening?
3: Well, it it was just a, a, a simple, Uh, Miami's game plan was better Uh, Miami's execution was better Uh, Miami's effort was better Um, and we can sit here and point the fingers wherever you would like and and with all our fans some 800 and some in here everyone's going to have where they want to point their fingers to it but it basically comes down to uh, one program played harder uh, and and won the game and is still going to play next week and one team uh, did not play hard and was not prepared in the ways that they need to. So hats off to Jim Larenaga and and the players at, at Miami. Uh, they decided they wanted to to play in a certain way and they dictated that throughout uh, 40 minutes. And short of a, you know, the the only positive is that uh, there were some moments where Indiana fought back and, and you know took the lead 50 to 47. Really was 49 47 because they were going to adjust that. Um, And and I just think it was an entire program, you know, uh, airball tonight. Disappointing. But, uh, you know, it has – you guys have pointed out the inconsistencies of playing well and then not playing well uh, within games, from game to game, uh, came up and just reared its ugly head tonight. And when you have a one-and-done and and you, you you know, drop the ball and and it, you know – everyone you know we can talk but trace jackson davis wasn't very good tonight either as i mean he was good but when you give up what 31 second chance points um then he's part of the issue issue as well uh so um you know everyone on in the team in the program uh needs to own it a little bit and then obviously you're going to reflect back and say it was a successful year in year two of of a regime getting the program somewhere where it hasn't been. We can't lose sight of that because of this horrible performance. Uh, third in the Big Ten, withstanding a lot of injuries, none of that is going to end. But it sure was uh, a, a not a good way uh, to remember all of the positives that have that have happened this year. And then the true test is for those players coming back and those portal guys coming in, this is the uh, expectation that we don't get any worse than this, that you keep building the program, and anything less than that is a step backwards uh, and uh, with the roster construction, that's going to be a, a, an interesting off-season discussion. But it, the, the last thing is, it's a guards game and it's an athlete game. And, and we were outperformed at the guard position, and our athletes weren't at Miami's athlete level tonight. And, and so, when roster construction comes, that's what Coach Woodson needs to get those long, lengthy, athletic guys. In the program. Nothing against our guys, but it showed up and it showed up in the bit against the Big Ten as well. All the way up and down to Big Ten. Uh athletes and, and guards are winning in this tournament, not big guys.
0: Ryan, over
3: to you.
1: Yeah, look, and and people are gonna take this as a shot at Mike Woodson, and, and it really isn't, but Miami was better coached. That's because Jim Larinaga is a phenomenal college basketball coach and has been for a long time. I mean, he's one of the best. And the simple fact is Miami was better prepared and better coached tonight. And that's not because Woodson's terrible. It's because Laranega is so good. And he's the guy that Woody should strive to be, quite frankly. Because his team came in, they knew exactly what Indiana was going to run and right off the top or all over. Everything Indiana tried to run in that first few minutes, Miami knew. It was like they were calling the plays out. And then offensively, they knew exactly how to attack Indiana. Straight line drives reverse, get their big guys or bigger guys in race and cop into situations where you can drive them and drive them, drive by Huchifino. He sometimes comes into games and starts them flat, drive right by him. And so they knew exactly what they were doing. They were better prepared. They were the better team. The, the thing that gets me about, and, and, and again, you face a Jim Laranega team, you might expect that to happen. The thing that gets me and, and pisses me off is the effort. And Miami wanted this game more. They did. That's offensive rebounding is focus and effort. We, Coach and I talk about it all the time on here. It's focus, knowing you've got to block out and then go get the ball and effort of blocking that guy out, pushing him around, getting there in front of him, beating him to the ball and getting it. Indiana got murdered on the defensive glass tonight. Absolutely murdered. And I think it was 26 second chance points for Miami. What'd they win by at the end? You know, I mean, it, 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 that's the game right there. You're allowing them free points. Just by not playing hard enough, and I know, guys, it's not intentional. Guys aren't like lagging in, you know, on purpose. But it needs to be ingrained into this program that that crap doesn't happen, and it's not yet. And it happened last year, and it happened a lot this year. That cannot happen. You can say, well, they were more athletic, or they were bigger, or they're better offensive. It doesn't matter. It's just effort. That's all it is. And so that's the part of this that really gets me. Miami had a great night. They deserved it. They were the better team. By far tonight, in my opinion, the other thing I'll say and they Andy touched on it is the pattern with this team this year and with the team last year is they would get into situations where they would go on a run by running something and it would work and they would run it, run it, run it, get a lead. And then for some unknown reason, stop doing it. And tonight it was that short roll with Trace Jackson Davis right out of the half and Miami adjusted to it. Keep running it until it doesn't work though. And maybe you can get other things because you were getting wide open three point shooters, or you were getting trace going to the basket and then they just stopped and it became a guards game. And the roles became straight post-ups for trace Jackson Davis, instead of that short roll to the free throw line, which we have been begging them to do all year. And and it's just, why are you going away from it? And then my, that allowed Miami to get comfortable defensively, which got them comfortable offensively. They took the lead and they never gave it back. And it's, it's, again, it's a program-wide problem that you don't instinctively go with what's working. You try and change things. And it's just maddening because this is a team with an All-American point guard, with a first-round draft pick, or, or All-American center, a first-round draft pick point guard, and some skill guys on the outside who could do things who I thought played pretty well tonight, that you just get your pants beat off by this, this team. I mean, it's... It's terrible, man. It was it was a rough game and most upset I've been about a game this year.
0: It was. I mean, you know, as we've come on here often and said, it's I mean, look, it's the NCAA tournament, so it is the loss. The loss itself is disappointing. Any loss in the NCAA tournament that is going to be Trace last's game is Trace Trace's last game is going to be disappointing, but it's the how that is really disappointing. Yeah, on, you lose it on this one. You lose a tight game against this team, you're like, "You know what? They're a good team." But you it know. was just
1: I mean, it was the, the decision-making all night was horrible from Indiana. And it's I, the perfect example. And I texted you guys about this was, you know, Indiana gets the ball. They're coming up the floor. I think they were down nine and Tamar has it. And trace has it. And they're the only two guys within, mm. around the three point line. Everybody else is still coming up the floor and Tamar takes the ball, takes three dribbles and takes a long two pull up from yeah. 18 feet with four Miami guys standing under the basket. And no Indiana guys in there to offensive rebound or mix it up or anything. And he misses, of course. And, and you know Miami goes right back down and scores. And it's just like, why would you take that shot? There, there, if it, even in the first half, if it was an even game, you don't take that shot. Like, why on earth are you taking that shot? And that was all night. Jalen was taking terrible shots all night. I mean, it was just the decision-making was awful. And, and that's, again, program-wide problem because it happens a lot.
0: Yeah, tomorrow finished the, zero for thirteen in the in his two NCAA tournament games. The, Coach, uh, go ahead. The,
3: the The problem is like we we've said this in a lot of losses. It, the up and down nature of this ball club all season. When it's good, it's been really fun to watch and productive, and 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 pulling some wins that we might not have thought. And then in in some of these losses, they're they're just so bad. So the up and down nature of this team it really wasn't consistent all year long i think andy touched on that uh, at the very beginning and you saw that in play tonight um you know down uh, was it 28 to 15 and then stringing together some defensive stops and some good offense and then all of a sudden back again and when you look at some of the wins that indiana pulled out um that you know the two michigan games the the illinois game where they won at the end um they didn't play well throughout the, the whole game so you know th- this is a a pattern I, I think um, Ryan you might have texted that in our, our text thing there there is a pattern of play yep. with the Indiana Hoosiers and you had two pros uh, so if you have two talented players and you have a pattern of play what are you gonna do to fix it and now it, it needs to be fixed but you're losing two pros that that that's that's the that's the thing that's yeah. toughest right now, and I know we're talking about this game tonight. But um, it, what happens in a tournament when you are you can't be up and down in a tournament because you only play two games a weekend. You got to win six in a row, and so well, there was some there was some foreshadowing uh, that this was going to happen. You just wanted to, wanted to make sure that our hope that you could smooth it out for two or three games. But this is the way the Indiana basketball program is run. When it's going well and your point guard and your All-American center are scoring 60 points a game, you're going to win and blow out the number one team at Mackey. When it's not, you are going to have a chance of getting beat. Uh, that That's just the way the program is is operated right now. And for 23 games, it worked. And for 12 games, it it, it didn't. And, and I would say in some of those wins, it didn't work. It's just the athletes were better or the performances were uh, outperformed um, the system, in, in, in my opinion. And that that's concerning to me.
0: Well, and Andy, the thing is, I mean, I think we all, you know, before the Big Ten tournament – we all said the most likely outcome is this team is going to win their first game and lose their second one you know they're good on rest they can do you know they can you know come together and play well but they don't handle that success well and that's exactly what happened play well against Maryland and then you come out without urgency against Penn State until that flurry at the end and same thing here they play terrific against Kent State and then you know in a tougher matchup on you know with only a day of rest they don't against Miami and look I think you know part of it is You know, you are behind the eight ball a little bit when your star is a center and when, you know, you're relying on a freshman point guard who is really talented, but really inconsistent. And a lot of Indiana's offense is obviously built around trace, but it also became built around Jalen shooting and he's an okay shooter, but he's still an inconsistent shooter you know and this is where you know maybe if you have that experienced point guard like Xavier Johnson and no one would mistake him for being you know consistent he's inconsistent himself but that could have helped smooth out some of this stuff and so i just think when you kind of look at it in hindsight the way this roster was built and you know the way that it came to be after the injuries you're going to be inconsistent against teams like this because, you know, Trace can't always get himself the ball and Jalen for all the high points that he had and as talented as he is, did not play well in the NCAA tournament. He did not play well tonight. You know, he hit those, you know, those late threes, which was nice and makes his box score look better. But honestly, I thought this was one of his worst games. It was. You know, he got popped in the balls been. on the first play of the game and it seemed to just totally take him out of the game mentally, you know, Woody sat him and then he came back in and played a little bit better. But outside of that, he really struggled. And Andy, this team just isn't built to win games against good teams, especially a team like Miami, without Jalen playing at a super high level. And unfortunately, that just wasn't in the cards tonight
2: for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it speaks to the depth question, because without him and he, he made, made a second foul, fouling the guy on a three pointer. Then you got to take him out. You put Tamar in. He really struggled in the NCAA tournament. Struggled tonight. Struggled with shot selection. I thought played hard defensively at times um, in, in the game tonight, but just wasn't able to give a great lift. Trey Galloway had some bad passes, um, but made some you know made some solid hustle plays. Made a, a, a big three um, at, at times, but yeah, they're, they're very reliant on Jalen, and I think he allowed them at times during the season. You know, if you go back to what, what Coach was talking about, I think one of the, if you want to view this as, as steps of progression for this team this year was how many times did we come on and say this is not a team that uh, you know, previous, uh, previous additions of IU teams would have won in recent years, and that's true, uh, and it was, and I think that is a step in the right direction to be able to win some games when you're not playing your best. But more often than not, this team needed to play close to its best The margin for error was very, very limited. Um, Part of that is style of play. Part of that is not shooting a ton of threes. Part of that is being reliant on, very heavily reliant on two players. And and I thought there were games where Jalen really came out and set the tone and carried this team this year. The Purdue game is the most obvious example. And I thought tonight was almost certainly the worst game that he had. Uh, I I thought his defense was poor. uh, Really struggled to contain dribblers. Um, and, and I thought that carried over to offense where he was very willing to take the shot that they were going to give him early in possessions, you know, made a couple of shots where his foot's on the line, just in terms of like, he's done that a number of times during the year, just the awareness of where you're on the court, just costing points in some places because you're taking such long shots. Um, but I just thought there were too many times and he was, you know, one of the culprits really in that, that. Segment in the second half, they come out, do that short roll, have good luck with it, and then he he, they basically baited him into taking threes. And if those shots go in, it's great. And we're all sitting here talking about what you know what an amazing freshman is. But those were the shots that they wanted him to take. We talked about that against Kent State the other night. They've they forced IU forced Kent State defensively to take the to have the guys take the shots that they wanted to take and and force tough shots or long shots that wasn't getting somebody going downhill and going to the rim. And I just thought his decision-making was, was poor, uh, as well. And, and, um, you know, they were doing some things with trace where it was really difficult to get him the ball the way they were playing. They were sagging in behind where they're trying to invite you to throw it over the top, but they had a guy, uh, behind. It was seemed like some opportunities for a high low. I know trace one time like pointed for race to get somewhere. They threw a high low trace got fouled. Um, you know, and I, but I do think that's one of the areas that becomes difficult when Jalen's not playing well. You got to find ways to get the ball to trace. Well, the problem is that Jalen is the guy that you want to get the ball to trace, and he was all too willing to take to take bad shots. It, t- to me, it was a defense as much as anything, though. I, I just thought uh, that was one of the things we talked about this before the game. I go, we got to find a way to contain the bounce, and they, I mean, from the word go, did not do that at all. And Miami plays more modern basketball, spread you out pull tracer away from the rim by having somebody that that takes him a little bit further away drive in behind whether it's not shot blockers or at that point you're scrambling and um you know shot fakes and and things like that it just was uh yeah just just a really poor performance from him uh the, the numbers you know do not tell the story because those those three late threes were pretty huge he took 14 of i use 34 shots in the second half that's not the recipe
0: no ryan
2: <laughs> You're
0: muted. Sorry. Anytime that Jalen Huchefino
1: <laughs> is taking 22 shots and Trace Jackson Davis is taking 10, that's not a good recipe for Indiana, and it wasn't. I said in the first half, I just said more of TJD, less of JHS. I mean, because he was, you know, first half. I mean, yeah, he hit those three threes late. Andy's right, that makes it look better. He was two of eight in the first half, and the six misses, none of them were close. I mean, he missed a three where it went over the over the uh, over the rim.
2: It was he, wide. That was wide open too. Yeah
1: and and he settled too. he had time and he just yanked it and then the the two he made were heading towards the basket going north and south and he had a he had a layup and he had a a floater other than that his jump shot was just off and then he came out and he had two sort of shorter jumpers in the, uh, to start the second half that was it though man i mean he was terrible and the problem is and i get he's a freshman he's young he's all these things and the, you know he's had games where he's gone nuclear when you don't have it, and you're a point guard, when you don't have it from a scoring perspective, stop focusing on getting your offense and start running the offense. You will get your shot opportunities through the offense if you do that. What he was doing, and the, and Miller Cop was going nuts because there were a few times they got a screen. Miller's guy would help off, and he'd be standing in the corner, wide open, and Jalen would be staring at the hoop, trying to find his way into the into the lane. And I and and to some degree, and again. Not really blaming the coaches for this because he's been so good, but like I feel like he's been trained to do that this year because they've kind of had such a loose leash on him to do whatever he wants with the offense. And again, he's a five star. You probably promised that to bring him in. But when the games he doesn't have it, it really hurt Indiana because he didn't have the governor on him to pull back and find other guys and so that's why he's a point guard who you know didn't put up huge assist numbers because it was mostly him either you know coming off that screen and pulling up or he was more of a scoring guard basically this year than, than a guy to truly run the offense and and whereas x is somebody who's more of a point guard so i you know i just think that jalen especially because he's going to go to the next level he's got to learn like If you do not have your jump shot, there's other ways you can affect the game. Go to the rim and get fouled or involve your teammates. Run something to involve your teammates. And he did not do that tonight. Tonight, he was trying to play hero ball. I think he got sucked into the fact that Miami has these guards who are really good and they were playing really well. So he wanted to answer back. And it's immaturity. It's, It's basketball immaturity. And that's what he showed all night. And. That's just a recipe for a loss. And, and to some degree, the coach has got to get on about that. The coaches have to run the offense. Do not look for your shot. Run the offense. You'll get your shot out of the offense instead of just waiting right. for one screen and going to shoot. And
3: Ryan, that, that is the offense. I, you're right. I'm sorry. Coach. And that's, that's the, the offense down, that's is the stare so at right. TJD and space yep. away. The offense is call for a middle ball screen yep. and try to hit TJD. And everyone does that. They're staring at Tamar Bates forced one into the post. It wasn't yep. even TJD, it was, it was race. Renew. This offense is low post first, ball screen second, not here to get cop shots third. And there are five players on the court, and at some point if they're taking away one, even though you want to go there and number 2 is not playing well, you got to go into a bag of tricks yeah. and try something. And but the we, other and thing we've, is that's why we we've
1: been let let me let me jump So, in Jay, I,
3: I agree with you on Jalen. He played very, very, very bad, made very, very poor decisions, was loose with the basketball, one of his worst performances. I feel sorry for the kid. But tonight was a night when the coaching staff needed to take over and make some adjustments. They were bum-rushing at start, and we didn't hit the short roll until the second half. Kudos to coaching staff. They made a nice adjustment to go to the short, short roll. But after that, they did nothing. There was nothing spectacular. It was all – You like know, you got kid. Jay – you got Jay Wright at half time saying, How much standing is Indiana going to do? Jay Wright, he knows basketball. And he's like reverse the basketball and attack move, against teams like, that are and coming out in pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and you know, we've been saying that all year long. So uh, you can't sit here and put it on Jalen Hood Shafina that he, he didn't hand run to offense. He is encouraged to take those shots and, and somewhat like you said, rightfully so. But there needs to be a third or a fourth thing to go to in the college game because we're home now um, whether you promised or didn't promise anybody we lost an embarrassing game because we couldn't get the ball where we wanted to number one and number two was really bad so yeah. what are you doing let's go to number three or four and try something Miller cop was heated because every time you you reversed you um, didn't take the ball screen and drove his man was coming off and he was wide open in the corner wide? we did it twice okay. that's just it's malpractice to be honest with you
1: no, and, and we sorry. begged all year, find a way to get the other guys involved, especially when you need a bucket and
0: <laughs> shut up, guys. Uh, your your little your little review finger. It's you know, you used to just interrupt. Now you've got to like make just sure just... everybody knows that you have yeah, a bucket. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> no, I meant let's keep going on this. Um no it it's <laughs> We begged all year for to run one play for Miller Cop a game, just one play, and 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 to 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 you know, and and you see it. Miller was great in the tournament. He was fantastic in the tournament. You get him involved, he's fantastic. We've been begging for it all year. Run a play to get Trey Galloway a straight up, straight line drive. He's really good at finishing at the rim. Like they never did that. It was all about two players, and then if they happen to kick out, you might get one of the other guys getting a shot, and or 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 a, a roll from Race that got him something. That was it. You're right. That was the offense. And it needs Reverse to be more the diverse. basketball. It needs to be we took... more. Yeah. It I'm not going to gonna go back and I'm watch sorry, his that,
3: tape. Do that. But one or two passes, I would say 50 to 60% of our possessions were either one or two passes. Uh, several times we come off the ball screen and we we and then the next thing you know we settled for a three and you hear you know announcers saying settle for three settle for three, you can still go into the post you can still get ball screen action on the side at the top after you've reversed the ball move. I love it when they went to that three man weave a little bit up top and then go into a ball screen, but those I, I can't remember too many actions. Now some of that was because they were heavy pressure, but then heavy pressure you move the ball and you attack. Uh, but it was move the ball and stare back inside, and we were just not set up. That's where Laranaga did a great job. He knows that he didn't have a good defensive team. By the way, what, 112th defensive efficiency coming in, and it's totally dominated this offense. Uh, and they had to junk it up. I said on the show the other night, they're going to junk it up because they can't guard TJD. And so they're going to put pressure and And that's what, that's what Laranaga did. And and, and he is so good at that, but, and, and we didn't do enough to counter it. Um, And I felt sorry for, you know, guys like Hood, Shafino and Bates, because they're, I think they're encouraged to make shots. Uh, And, and to them, then it's, I just got to do a pull-up game or shot fake and get to the elbow and, and shoot instead of, you know, uh, attacking with a purpose. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. I, I thought. To, to tie some of that together and then and then we can break. I, I thought they came out of the locker. They came out of the gate in the game, really blitzing IU off the ball screen. But there was the first bucket that IU got in the game. They were able to get out of that pressure, get the ball. You know, then you got the advantage. Once you break that, they had a three on right. two race, gets the ball in the lane, kicks it out to cop. It doesn't have to be a guard in the middle of the floor making the decision. You made them pay on that one possession for playing defense that aggressively and you didn't see that at other times then it was just content to get it out of the trap um, but that was just you know that's your your power forward dribbles the ball into the lane draws a defense kicks it out to Cop who's wide open and even then cop said it's there every time he said it again at halftime it's there every single time and um, you know i thought that the other thing that i thought cop made a couple of nice plays in the pick and roll in the second half he did and it was I think in large part because that's not how Miami was going to defend him in that scenario. They wanted to get the ball to of your hands. They wanted to try to get the ball to Galloway's hands where they could. Again, as you're thinking, you know, put on your hindsight glasses and go look and see what you would do. Could you have put cop in more of those scenarios? Because I thought he passed the ball really well, got the ball to TJD really well. I thought he played a hell of a game and there's probably lots of moments we can talk to about him, but he played his ass off. Uh, and so I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but I, I tell you what, oh. there's one guy who really over the course of the season, like you had no doubt it mattered to him, man, he played hard. Hold that thought. But Andy, you're we are talking gonna... about
3: the ball screen. Uh, just th- have a lift on the backside of the ball screen trap. Th- that guy's mm-hmm. going to tag TJD and they were bum rushing the short roll hard they knew they were going to go to tjd so they sent two or three guys they had two guys on the ball and two guys on trace jackson davis all you got to do is reverse dribble as a ball handler and hit the wing and then attack but there was there was nothing they they not they, they were so flat like they have been all year in the corners and they stood there all you got to do is come up to the wing and it gives an option uh when, when that guy's trapped instead of just going to the short roll as well there were multiple things that could have been done and they weren't done it it just it just boggles my mind uh yeah that those things aren't done at this level
0: all right hold that thought andy what you just said about miller cop because we're going to talk about him coming up here in meaningful moments as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's season ending loss to miami we'll point out tonight's meaningful moments you might have missed talk about a few numbers i imagine rebounding will come up uh that's coming up next on the assembly call signals
2: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
0: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hey, guys, it's Gene Steratore, CBS officiating analyst and retired Big Ten basketball official. You know, I have never listened to the assembly call, and to be honest, I don't intend to. But if you listen, make sure you ignore anything Ryan says about officiating. He's really good from the seat of his pants, but I wouldn't trust him on the court with a whistle around his neck. Time has proven him wrong on virtually everything. Take care. We'll talk soon.
0: I would pay so much money to see Ryan officiate a college basketball game. Put the whistle on, get out there on the court. Would you be like a
1: big 10 game? Okay, but would you way, be the, like
0: the, the the officiating the NCAA tournament? has been really
1: good, by the way. I, I, I have to say it's been really good. It, why? After watching the big 10 for so long,
0: this is like amazing. Okay, but did it. you notice the guy tonight that like over gestured on every call? Yes. Would you be like that? Or would you be kind of more understated? I would be subtle. I would be subtle. I would be
2: subtle.
3: He's already got the review thing down. <laughs> review
2: it there's one thing uh, that we know about i mean I, subtle i'd be the guy who throws people <laughs> out like believe that at your
1: own him him and just
3: doing that you know <laughs> like nah, get out of here he, he'd be over at the review <laughs> watching and the lead
1: the way, official throw, would be talking
0: I'd, and he'd interrupt
3: <laughs> throw, no i think it's this i'd throw
0: fran out every single game just even before the game starts just you're out just go Uh, All right, you're listening to the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. We are laughing because it's better than crying. Uh, I'm Jared Morris. I'm here with Ryan Phillips and Andy Bottoms and the coach Brian Tonsoni. We are breaking down Indiana's season-ending 16-point loss to Miami, I believe the eighth uh, double-digit loss that Indiana suffered this season. And it is the top of segment two, so it is time to talk about some meaningful moments. Meaningful
3: moments that you might.
0: And tonight's Meaningful Moments That You Might Have Missed brought to you, as always, by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience IU athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans. I saw them tweeting, you know, four or five hours before this game that they had come up with tickets for the, uh, you know, in Albany for someone who wanted to go. This is just what they do. uh, To learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. All right, guys, let's talk meaningful moments. And Andy, you know, I thought you provided a really nice segue at the end of segment one. Uh, There were a lot of bad performances to go around uh, tonight for Indiana. I thought Miller Kopp had one of his best performances as a Hoosier, honestly. Um, You know, it came in a losing effort. But, you know, you go back to what happened uh, at the end of the first half. You know, again, Indiana had kind of battled back, uh, you know, after that 10 point deficit. But Miami had pushed it right back out to 40 to 30. And it really felt like this was going to be a double digit, you know, deficit going into halftime. And Miller Cott basically just took over over the last 90 seconds of the first half. Uh, Scoop missed a three. Miller got a great rebound and then hit a little, you know, turnaround mid-range. I think it was over Nigel Pack, had that size advantage. That made it 40-32. Then, after making that shot, hustles all the way back to the opposite side of the court where he's defending Wong, who is the ACC player of the year, and did a commendable job, you know, given the difference in athletic ability. But on that particular play, hustled all the way back, prevented him from shooting, And then you'll remember, this is when Caleb Banks came into the game. And so Banks is out there, and he's not in the right spot. And Cop literally goes and pushes him on the butt into the right spot. Banks gets into the right spot. He ends up getting a block on that play. Just incredible leadership, recognizing that a freshman wasn't in the right place and took ownership of it to go push him into the right spot. Uh, So Banks gets the block and then goes down on the other end he goes to the corner. I thought Trey Galloway did a great job of recognizing it, drawing the defense, doing a little spin move and throwing it out to Cop for the 3. That made it 40 to 35. It was a tremendous sequence from Miller Cop. I mean, when, you know, Miller Cop is going to be gone, that's the sequence I'm going to remember because it's shot making. He made two shots, but it was such better defense. And for a guy who got criticized so much for his defense, all throughout last year, he turned himself into a solid defender because he knew where to be. He played hard. uh, And I think, again, on that play, you know, showing leadership to help support Caleb Banks. I, I just thought that was huge, you know, to and Indiana carried that momentum right into the second half because they played great the first four or five minutes, you know, to end up taking the lead before everything fell apart. But um you know, Miller cop Andy to the point that you made there at the end of segment one, uh, I wish he had more opportunities. And I will tell you this, you know, I'm sure at some point, you know, we'll talk about, you know, so we took that lead at 50 to 47 and then cop got the steal and he pulled up from three, you could debate whether that was a good shot or not. I had no problem with it because he was playing so hard and he never knows when he's going to get the ball back and he was open and it's transition. And You know, again, it led to a string of like four or five possessions where we stopped getting it to trace. And so that's not great. But I felt he had earned the right to take that shot because he was just playing so hard. And if you make that shot, it's a six point lead and it's a huge momentum thing. So for me, I know some people didn't like that shot. I had absolutely no problem with it. And I thought I was really impressed with what Miller did tonight in a matchup that is not really a good one for him. Uh, I thought he did. You know, really as well as he could, and honestly, I just I wish he had gotten more opportunities on offense. Uh,
2: yeah,
3: didn't I, they move him to Wong in the second half?
0: They did. I thought they, they he made did the a adjustment and moved
3: him to, to Wong and did a decent job on that. The mm-hmm. shot was fine. It, you know, if it goes down, that's a momentum boost. Uh, he earned it with his defensive play. I I had no problem. In retrospect, you kind of wish, okay, pull maybe pull that back out and get a five point lead, but or take another people. Take another, yeah, get get a step closer. But my goodness, um, I I agree. I I think he still struggled a little bit all season long on guarding the bounce, but his effort on even that uh, with attacking his hands and and blocking shots and all that stuff. But no, Miller Cop wasn't the reason tonight at all.
2: Yeah, I thought even you you mentioned that sequence at the end of the first half, Jared. I thought there was at the beginning of the second half. He played really good. You know, Gallo hits that three coming out. Uh, cop played really good defense on the next possession, managed to chase down a rebound and made a really slick outlet pass kind of as he was yeah. getting the ball down the sideline to Huchafina who ended up getting it up to race for the two that tied the game. And then a couple of possessions later, uh, race missed a shot, but cop made a really good hustle play kind of got in, mixed it up. Miami ends up hitting it out of bounds. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, you know, same thing about the shot. I was going to bring that up as well. You know, the, the, to me did not have an issue with the shot would say, one, he's leaning toward the hoop as he's done at times during the season yeah. where he's not on he balance. Um, but I also thought, man, that goes in. And we've talked about that before with this team and their reluctance at times to take three-point shots and the momentum that that can provide or whatever. And you look at that shot and you're thinking, man, if that goes down, that is going crazy. Miami takes a timeout. You've got all these things going in your favor. I, I did not mind the shot because he made a really nice defensive play. Uh, you know, as they were trying to do a handoff, basically just went up, like, ripped the ball away from the guy's hands and, um, and did that. And then the other, um, uh, you know, he, that was, he only took two shots the second half. That was one of them. The other one, they ran a set. Uh, no, I don't think it was a set necessarily. I think TJD threw a nice, like, skip pass to him, had one. That, this was right after Wongs had, like, died on the back of the rim and fallen in. Cops hits every bit of the rim yeah. and, and rimmed out. Seen that a lot uh, this tournament, by the way. In that case. And yeah, so you, you just, you know, was was crushing for him, but I just thought, yeah, just from an effort perspective, uh, I thought he kind of set the bar tonight in those sequences. And, in that first sequence of the second half, he was making the plays that Miami was making in the first half and would then start to make again after IU had, had taken that though, you know, getting the loose balls, making those little hustle plays to deflect it off somebody or keep the ball alive. I thought he was, One of the only guys for IU that really did that with any consistently versus Miami had a bunch of guys making those kinds of plays.
1: Yeah, on Miller, I mean, if people are going to complain about him taking that shot, like you could say like he should have taken another dribble, maybe, you know, it it really was his form that missed it. And it wasn't that far off. It wasn't like he airballed it. Um, It was just a little short. It It was just a little short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But here's the thing. People have been complaining about Miller not taking open looks. It was an open look. It might have been too deep, but it was an open look. And you know how many other three-pointers he got? or how many other shots the offense created for him in the second half one and it went in and out. It should have gone in. Uh, so that was one of two shots he took in the second half. And so when people complain about him, you know, not shooting enough, well, then he does shoot it too much. I mean, I saw, I did see people complain. I get it. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a hinge point. Cause if it goes in, it's huge. If it doesn't, well, Miami went on a bit of a run there. Uh, but here's what I'll say about Miller Cobb. I'm going to go macro with it, not just this game. Um, he took a lot of grief from the fan base at times this season for not shooting or for his defense or whatever. That guy was everything you want a senior to be. He brought it every single game with his effort, whether he was technically guarding well or not. The effort was never not there. And you're, you're, you guys are right. Like You never question whether or not it mattered. to to Miller. And he was a guy who directed guys into the right place. He was a guy who was a great representative for the program. And he was a guy who just worked hard all the time. And even when he struggled with the shooting, he would be out there. I mean, you talk to people, you know, who were there, like he'd be the guy out working on his shot after games or long before them to get it right. And I mean, you know, so anybody who has anything negative to say about Miller cop, just stick it the guy was everything you want a senior to be. He was a leader on and off the court and he played his tail off every game, every time he was on the floor and he had the, and and he was always, he was never really hurting Indiana except for sometimes he got driven by that's it on offense. He was doing what he could. So I I just think that we should be very appreciative of the time Miller cop gave Indiana, especially after last season and how much he improved this season.
3: He really didn't have a good year last year. And he did this year coach.
0: You have a moment for us? Well,
3: yeah, and it's probably tied in the stats because we're probably going to talk about the, the rebounding. But the amount of time um, on defense we watched the shot. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, there, there there were guys that would come in and, and push us underneath the basket. Uh, happened to trace Jackson Davis, happened to race. Uh, our guards very rarely went in to rebound, and we talked about that uh, on Friday night too, given up uh, the opportunities we did to Kent State, and they didn't take advantage of it. Well, it was just the opposite. But there was a lot of watching the shot, and and again, no one does that on purpose. These guys are hurting, and 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 you know the the coaching staff's hurting, and all of that. But they're you know, you, you've got to go back, and and if you're going to win in the NCAA tournament, you cannot uh, have moments within games or offense or defense where where you don't do everything right because you that was a top twenty team, a f- a five seed is, you know, a top twenty team. And, and the rebounding effort blocking out and the effort, lack of effort of guards going in to try to secure rebounds as well uh, was just, um, it, it, it was really sad because that's part of the reason Indiana lost. You could play great defense and, and hold them to a decent uh, shooting percentage and then they get an extra opportunity. And, and when you're just outworked, you get inside position or you're you get knocked off of your position, then you're not doing everything that's needed to win. Um, And there's no stat for, you know, offensive rebounds given up Um, like there are turnovers or or things like that in the box score. But everyone tonight was very, very poor in their technique uh, of rebounding. And that's heart and mind. And then you got a question. Is it is it fatigue? Is it preparation? Is it attitude? Is it whatever? And one of the things that's plagued Indiana basketball for several years is the mental side of it on the road, you know, after no rest. Uh, this program has to uh, level that out if they're going to consistently be where we want them to be. But that that was shocking to me. The effort of guys who are six seven versus our guys tonight um, from a couple of veteran players um, that fill the stat box and we love them, but that that effort on rebounding is is very 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 poor and and um, it was tough to watch.
0: This was this is one of Trace's worst rebounding games that we've seen yeah. and he's been a terrific rebounder i mean coach it it he's may got just no be help an, either you know, know? And, it, and it may just be an emphasis thing we talked about this way back when this team has poor rebounding fundamentals so i attribute it a lot less to effort and focus than i do to habit i just think this team doesn't have good rebounding habits they sit true. there they sit there and watch the ball and wait, wait for, for someone else out. to get it and they don't, you know, they don't box out instinctively. It's like when they do it, you really notice it because you don't see it very often. So to me, and, and again, you know this as a coach, I mean, there's only, there's so many things that you can emphasize, you know, and, and it, you know, like if you, if you're naturally just a good rebounder, like Trace can do it when he's really into it. And tonight, you know, just wasn't, it wasn't quite himself, but we're just, we don't have good rebounding fundamentals as a program. And so that's certainly something that needs to get better.
3: Part of it is your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. We have great rim protection, but the rim protection yeah. has to leave a guy. Yeah. And then are we doing everything to crack down on the weak side? We've talked about that all year long, yeah. that uh, you're not going to dissuade Trace from going to block shots, but then you got to have two or three guys on the back side cracking down or at least trying to go get get the basketball. And I do think that coaching the coaches we go against know that and also say when when Trace comes to block a shot, they'll send a guy or two to a specific spot where he vacated. And, and, and then, did we build those right habits? I agree with you. I think it was habits. Did we build those habits? If if we're going to send Trace to block everything, we've really got to be good at this. And Indiana never was good at that all year, and it, and it came to haunt us tonight.
0: Uh, a couple other moments, you know, the first half, especially the first ten minutes, you know, they jump out to that big eight zero lead. Uh, you know, cop hit a three that made a three that at the time felt huge. Like it just kind of settled everything down, but it really felt for about the first 10 minutes. Like we were just, you know, desperately trying to make plays just to stay within arm's length. Um, and one of the guys who made several of those plays was Trey Galloway. Um, It was 15 to seven, you know, Trey jumps a pass, gets that transition dunk, made it 15 to nine. It was big. He ended up having five steals um, tonight and really, you know, did some good things, uh, you know, on on both ends, uh, even though obviously the team struggled. And, you know, again, uh, Jalen just from the jump um, was struggling. It it really did. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it looked like he got hit in the groin area on the very first play of the game. And it almost took him out of the play. And it it felt like for the first five minutes, he was just, out of it, You know, he was looking to the officials for calls and just didn't seem focused, uh, you know, and they interviewed Woodson and he was like, you know, we need to stop complaining. We need to stop chirping. We need to just play. Um, and it felt like, you know, he was kind of talking about Jalen. And so, you know, Jalen has the sequence where he gets blown by, makes a bad pass and Woody takes him out. Didn't take him out for foul trouble, just took him out because he was playing really poorly. And to Jalen's credit, I thought he responded well to it, you know, right after that. Um, you know, it, it was 2011. The first play when he got back in, Nigel Pack blew by him. He recovered well and blocked the shot. Uh, you know, he hit that little runner to make it 20 to 13. The next possession, he just took it and no one stopped him. He just drove all the way to the lane and made it. You know, didn't settle for a jumper. Made it 22 to 15. And I thought at that, you know, after that sequence, okay, Jalen's ready to go. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, was up and down, you know, for the rest of the game. And I think, you know, I think Ryan it's It's a difficult game to assess from Jalen because you know, I do think it it's important to remember the guys a freshman. he's playing in his first NCA tournament and he ha- he carries such a heavy load for this team. and he did not play well tonight, you know, but He's also a freshman who is learning the kind of effort and focus it takes to play well every game, and it's unfortunate because this is probably going to be our last vision of him as an Indiana Hoosier, and whereas with Trace, you know, we got to see him overcome his freshman ups and downs where he would just have games where he looked out of it, and then you see him as a senior, and it's like, wow, look at the player he became. You know, and we're never going to get to see that from Jalen, and so I just want to offer that perspective not to absolve him for the accountability for a poor performance tonight, because it was certainly there, and Indiana needed him to be better. And I have a feeling he would probably watch this game and say, Gosh, I didn't do this well. I didn't do that well. Um, but, you know, I do think it's, it's important to remember, you know, where this kid is and everything that he's done for this, you know, for this program this year. And so this was a bad game, but overall, given everything that he had to carry for this team, he had a good season. Um, and as coach has said, You know, some of the shots he took were shots that the offense is designed to give him. So I just I find it hard. I think it's fair to be critical of his performance tonight. But I think, we you know, just from other comments I've seen, I think we need to slow down a little bit on some of the harsher stuff about the kid because, you know, he he did so much for Indiana this year and just went out with a bad game tonight. No, I don't
1: blame Jalen for his bad game. I blame the circumstance for his bad game. Look, yeah. this is what happens when you put all this weight on a freshman, it, you know, he's one of your two players who have the ball all the time. And he's as young as he is. Um, you're going to have up and down games. We said that at the beginning of the season, like Jalen which is a great point guard. He's going to be a first round pick, but it, he's a freshman, just like every other freshman. He's going to have ups and downs. He's going to have games off. We said that all year. And, you know, I, I, Part of the problem, and I know you lose Xavier Johnson an injury and you were planning to have him this season and planning to have him when Jalen goes off the floor, you've got him when he goes off the floor, you got Jalen. I, I understand that, but he got injured in December and they never developed another guy who could give Jalen a rest or maybe give him a seat. You know, Trey Galloway did his best, but Trey Galloway is not a point guard.
0: Well, who else you know? the, who else on this roster is going mean, to do that, though?
1: I don't know. But I mean, work on something. You know, find something or find a way to deal with that, you know, with that issue instead of trying. Because when when he would go out, they'd run the same exact offense as when he was in. Only the ball handler couldn't make that 18 foot jumper. And so, again, you've got to diversify what you're doing for yeah. the personnel that you have. And and Yo, that's he, the, that's something yeah. that never happened. And guess what? You're not going to have Jalen Huchofino next year. And Xavier Johnson is good. But he doesn't have the ceiling of Jalen and he's not as big as Jalen. So he's not going to be able to get those pull up jumpers as easily as Jalen did. You're going to have to change things. And and maybe that's a good thing for the program because you can't just run that high pick and roll to death.
3: And, and again, you're not going to have Trace Jackson Davis either. So it's it's uh, you know, it, again. It's hard, it's hard, just, it's hard it, to get mad at missed shots uh, yeah. uh, if they're part of the offense. Especially uh, and if he's Xavier trained Johnson. To take them was in this role last year, and he had good games and he had bad games. Yep. We go back to that Wisconsin game where he was taking all those shots. That's the design of the offense. It is. Uh, and, and the offense has worked at times. Tonight the offense did not work because the defense that Laronega chose took us out of things and then it forced players into taking some extra shots or or turning the ball over. Uh, and that's where, you know, I'm not so, I'm not so down on Hood Shafino. Do I think he played well? No, I don't um, but was he doing what was asked of him? Yeah, he was doing what was asked of him um and, and you know he just didn't execute tonight and, and he he took shots that he hit at purdue uh i I maybe you know uh and I think that he's encouraged to take uh shots because he is a, a talented person, so I would he just say play, i, think, he I just, think it was yeah. off tonight, yeah it was, I would say game I think the, wasn't as
0: pure I think the quality of the looks in the Purdue games were better. it felt like they were. It oh yeah, like here's tonight's the other were thing. A little more here's the other
1: thing. If you look, if you look at the Kent State game and this game, where he struggled to get his to get his shot, and and, and the, the the reason he struggled to get his shot was the defense was playing to defend his shot more than doing the drop coverage. But also look at the Purdue's guards versus the guards they played tonight and the guards they played against Kent State. They're not athletic. They're not super quick. And he was able to get to the spots he wanted and take it off. And they're also small, really small. So he was able to get to the spots he wanted, take the shots he wanted with a clean look. I do not think he was, I mean, not that I don't think he, he wasn't able to get that against Kent state who played aggressively on him and against uh, Miami tonight, those guards, they knew what to do. They took it away. They took away. Trace Jackson Davis basically said, find anyone else to beat us. And Indiana couldn't do it. And so that's why Jalen ends up forcing shots. Cause really in some of the, on some of the possessions, while they were bad shots, they were, I don't know where Indiana was getting other shots. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I mean, there were a couple times where Miller was wide open on the wing or Trey was wide open, but in general, there weren't like a ton of clean looks just sitting around. So again, you gotta diversify what you're doing when your one of your guys struggles.
0: Yep. All right. Well, this should be fun. Let's talk numbers. Andy, we're gonna go to
2: you first. You can you can have this one. play like a giant fart noise for about three <laughs> minutes and then we could just move on from this. second. We need
0: the we need the Brad Underwood soundbite right about now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean they're all I mean they're all bad. I mean what do you want to you know? Uh the rebounds, uh Miami had more offensive rebounds and IU had defensive rebounds for the game. Uh IU out rebounded <laughs> by 17 in total. Uh got outscored. I mean IU got outscored points in the paint, 46 to 28, the the bread and butter uh of this team got outscored on fast break points 15 to 6 outscored on second chance points 29 to 11 outscored on bench points 14 to nothing i mean other than that a lot of good numbers to to talk to
1: yeah other than that was lincoln how was the play was it
2: yeah i mean just i mean every way that you can get dominated it was pretty much uh pretty much at play here i you did shoot 25 threes in the game which is probably a season high now because we jacked 10 I, of them on like the last 10 yeah. of them came in the last uh, 180 seconds of the game, I think. But, uh, but yeah,
0: I will I mean. say, I, you know, I, I do, I want to highlight real quick the bench points. One of the things I thought was going to be really important tonight on the short turnaround was getting production from the bench. You know, because you got a guy like Race Thompson who has battled a lot of injuries and, you know, hasn't been as good on short rest. And, you know, you just and Indiana was going to need points, even a good defensive performance coach against Miami. They're going to put up points, you know, and so Indiana was going to need to get some lift there. Malik Renew played 10 minutes, did not take a shot. Um yeah. they could Tamar, get the you know, Tamar came in and he got some good looks. I mean, he got some open looks and he just couldn't make them. You know, and, you know, look, we've seen, you know, guys in this tournament, you know, where, you know, you get in the tournament and these different gyms with a different ball and it just looks like you can't shoot it, you know, but for whatever whatever the explanation was, you know, he just couldn't make a shot, um, you know, and so he was he's 0 for 13 in the tournament. And Caleb Banks came in for those three minutes, provided defensive spark, but you're not really expecting him to give you much offense. But getting a giant zero from those guys on the bench, Coach, you know, to me, if you had told me that coming into the game, I would have said we're going to lose because we need we needed points in this game against Miami. And and those two guys, you know, down the stretch in Big Ten play were better. And here in the NCAA tournament, you know, they weren't really able to, to get going at all.
3: But it, yes, uh, i'm not so disappointed in renew because I mean, if you don't get a shot as a post player and well, you're yeah. having you're having trouble getting the ball to Tracy. You really had trouble Davis, getting the ball. You're sure as heck not going to get it to renew. Uh, in the post, and you don't want him jacking up threes. A little disappointed in Tamar. Uh, you know he needs to come off and, and hit some. But it, it also goes back, and, and and I know people will be all over me. Uh, about this, but when you you got to have the ability to have something within an offense to get shots, and, and if the shots are going to two people only, I, I don't think you can sit here and say it's the bench is unproductive. Develop your bench. Develop your bench. Put We've them been in that position all year. to to score. Um, you're down to five man rotation because the players aren't good. What in the hell has been going on all year? Um, those are, that's a legit question. Um, maybe it's the players and they don't, they don't deserve the extra run because they're not working hard or they're not putting in the time or they're not doing what the coach says. It could very well be the players, but, um, man, we got 13 kids and, 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 and well, hurt. Um, well, 11, I'll just keep going backwards here as the guys who aren't dressing. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and and it's frustrating as a coach too when, if you can't trust players because you put them in practice or you put them in games and they don't produce and then you got to shorten the bench. And I don't think shorten the bench in postseason is wrong. No. Um, but to, to, to expect, one, Trace Jackson Davis and Hood Shafino need to be darn near perfect for Indiana to win. That's the way the system yep. is put. And that's extra pressure on those two. I feel I feel really bad for Hood Shafino because he had to play well and he didn't. Um, to say that Tamar and Renew were going to win the game, I, I don't agree with that. It was going to be Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino to win this game. And, and you had one play up to their level and you had one who didn't. And and bench or no bench, uh, the bench points against Kent State were were bonus. And that wasn't even a bench. That was what um, Your role players. And, yeah, the role players uh, got some points, um, but but it's yeah, it's just it's just tough. Um, I, I think it's a tough system for role players to get points. Yes, and I'm not saying again, it's a system that won 23 games and got Indiana back to the uh, the round of 32, and we're in a much better place than anywhere else. But it is a system where you've got to have your top two players. Miami had a lot of players, more than two tonight that that could execute yeah. and
0: yeah well and i think i think so, that's something to, you know obviously we're going to spend a lot of time in the off season talking macro and i think that's going to be an yeah. interesting thing to unpack because you know what are you selling to transfer portal guys that you want to come in and be role players when you can't really show them a whole lot of opportunity it's been i've been frustrated with it a lot this season we all have you're um, you're
3: technically right you need bench points and you need role player points. Yeah. you're not incorrect but it doesn't surprise me that you get 10 minutes for one and Uh, the other's been up or down that you're not getting, you don't get them in a high pressure game. Another thing about the bench and the
1: role players is when you have that offense that is so geared to two people and let's not act like that was just Jalen, you last year with X, it was the same offense, you know, and, and that's actually when those guys got on the same page and started working well together, that's when they made that run in the big 10 tournament to get to the NCAA tournament. But the problem is if you're not developing those, Guys and not having them involved in the offense. And then you're getting pissed when you do kick it out to them. And they have a, they have a little window to shoot, but they haven't been shooting all game and they haven't been involved in the offense at all. And you're upset because they pass up a shot. You're training them not to do anything on offense. And therefore you can't get mad at them for not shooting when their opportunities come because the offense isn't built to give them what's Woodson said that even is even said that the offense isn't built to get, he said he it not built to get Miller cop shots. Well, don't say that out loud, like, you know, I mean, you're just <laughs> yeah. you're just telling him that it doesn't matter if he's ever open. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you, coach. It's just it's the way this system is designed. And you see it a lot in the NBA there. And that's where Mike Woodson comes from. It was a lot of twosomes in the NBA with a bunch of veteran you know, role player guys around them who would get a couple of points. But it was, you know, Shaq and Kobe. And, and, you know, that's the era he coached in where everybody had two players they would go to. And it was a point guard and usually a wing or a forward. They would run plays just a two man game and they would score the lion's share of the points. And then you get everybody else would get a little bit here or there. And that's the offense. And it needs to get better. It just does, especially because you're not going to have, you know, a first round pick and an All-American next year or in the future. Maybe. I mean, this was a, this was, when was the last time Indiana had that. It's been a while. So, and, and so it's not something that happens all the time. This was a special group. And um, I I don't know if the offense runs works without them.
2: Andy. Yeah. The only other stat that I had, I guess, this speaks a little bit to, to what you guys were just talking about. IU ends up with just 10 assists uh, in the game. And I mean, when this, you know, Jalen led the way with three. uh, Galloway had two and a whole bunch of other guys with one. I mean, in the times when this offense was looking good in the year, like there were some pretty gaudy assist numbers that were there, whether that was through pick and roll, whether that was uh, through other things and Miami made IU very much a beat them one-on-one and IU doesn't have a lot of athletes that are going to do that more often than not. And it wasn't, you know, the turnovers were not great. Um, some of them were untimely. You know, the teams, you know, played each other even from a turnover perspective. Um, but But yeah, the fact that IU held the 10 assists in in this game, uh, granted, you only made 26 shots. I think that speaks to some of the offensive structural woes as well as uh, how things actually went in this game.
0: Isn't it, you know, to that point, and then we'll get to your stat, Ryan. Isn't it amazing that think about some of this team's worst offensive performances this season? You know, the home game against Iowa, the offensive performance against Penn State in the Big Ten tournament was terrible. But the numbers look a little bit better because of that flurry that they had at the end. And then tonight... Those are all like sub 100 defenses Yep. that Indiana should have been able to take advantage of. And they did a few things and we weren't able to do it. You know what it was, it's Jared? Mind boggling. Every
1: time this team struggled on defense, the offense stalled yep. every single time. That's when the runs would happen is they get beat on defense. And rather than answering by by a play that they couldn't defend, you know, it'd be one thing if they ran a great offense and scored, but, you know, they would get beat on a drive and then go back down, take a bad shot. Miami be right back to do the same thing. And that happened all season. Look at the Iowa game. There's no reason Iowa should have been able to stop Indiana from scoring. And they did because Indiana beat itself on offense when it didn't play well defensively. Uh, The stat that I have, and it's a couple, but they're related to the same thing. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis ends his career taking 10 shots in a game. Um, Race Thompson took 12 and Jalen Huchofino took 22. And I mean, Tamar Bates took seven. I realized some of those were at the end. He's just kind of throwing the ball up there. But 10 shots for Trace Jackson Davis. He, he did get to the free throw, shot 11 free throws. So some of those, you know, are negated by, by fouls. But still, man, I mean, you're, you're behind like you were, and they've got a defense that can't, I mean, they, they, they prevented the catch. But once he got the ball, he performed very well. Find a way to get him a catch. Find a way to get him the ball. Give it out to him at the top of the key in the middle of the, uh, the defense. I don't care. Get him the ball because he was effective when he had it. Um, and, and I also look, you know, five blocks for him as well. But, but the other thing I'll point out too, is Jalen, took 11 threes, um, cop our highest percentage guys, cop and Galloway took a combined eight. they took a combined seven,
0: seven. They made four of them.
3: Then the shot numbers, uh, Ryan, it, it speaks again to Nega's strategy was yep. to pressure and speed up the game, make the freshman and, beat and make it. it Make, make other pe- uh, players make it difficult for people to get into any position to get the ball to Trace Jackson Davis, and that happened in in the FDU upset of Purdue. Uh, yep. Edie did not did score the last eight minutes. You got a seven four dominant center, and they just put pressure on guards. Well, that happened to Indiana tonight. We have for an sure. all American center who took ten shots because their defense, while statistically not very good, played Smart. their asses off and hustled yeah. around and made life just miserable for the perimeter guys. And then the lack of, uh, adjustments or, or different options to get trace the ball. He only got 10 shots. And then you yeah. got into hero ball late in the game where people just had to jack stuff up. That's exactly what Laranega and that staff wanted, wanted to do. And we f- just fell into the trap.
1: Yeah. No, well, look,
3: they just have to work.
1: I'm sorry, real quick, Andy. They, they have to work on finding other ways to get their best player the ball. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Um, they have to work on finding ways. You know, maybe to once, just
0: say, Andy, why don't you go first? I've done that plenty this year. I've gotten <laughs> better. That. Not in That's this the point. funniest thing that's been said on the show all year. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's you
1: know, it's that was the thing is they couldn't they couldn't get him the ball when they needed to, and you find a way to do it. it. Doesn't have to be a straight post up. You, you've seen him work from the outside over the last like month and a half and do really well. Get him the ball there and let him dribble and find room. If they suck in, you've got wide open three point shooters on the end. I mean. There's just needs to be more creativity for stuff like that. And and not being able to yeah. get him the ball, he was either getting fat when he get the ball in the post up, he was getting fouled or doing something with it. He only had one turnover. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like he was getting it stolen from him on the interior. So just that that's disappointing to see him go out like that. I I would have rather had him go seven for twenty-five, you know, and 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 go out on his shield than only getting 10
0: shots.
2: Yeah, I thought a couple things with him, you know, one, I feel like he wasn't as successful getting the ball on the perimeter and trying to dribble. It, it was a play. I think they ended up stepping out of bounds, but yeah, you know, the Miami defenders are so much smaller. They're, they're willing to gamble because they're going to get beat if they play them straight up and play behind them. So I know there's one play he starts to put it on the floor. They kind of dip in from behind and knock the ball out. Of, I think it ended up going out of bounds. Yeah, The other thing, though, that was important when I made that run toward the end of the second half or toward the end of the first half was he'd gotten a second foul on Omir and they took him out was, you know, was such a huge factor on the offensive glass and didn't really. You know, again, going away from that short roll and some different things, they really preventing them from. Getting a chance to get him another foul and getting him on the bench. I mean, he was critical to what they were doing. You know, Miller was more effective offensively um, because the IU didn't really have a great matchup for him and and they really attacked Ray Thompson with him. But yeah, that, you know, going away from him. hurts you on multiple levels. It hurts him from being able to take shots, but it also hurts you from being able to put one of the better players, the other team on the bench, which to me, some of Miami's offensive rebounding slowed down at least a little bit toward the end of the first half when he wasn't in the game. But when he was in there, I mean, he was was a good bet to get every single rebound that was out there.
0: Yeah. The only other number I'll add here before we break is eight rebounds for Trace Jackson Davis, uh, which means that he ends his career, not getting a double double, which is something that he did so often this year. And, it, you know, the rebounding was the story of the game. And for as, as, as well as Trace played when he got the ball offensively and, you know, some of the blocks were absolutely huge. You know, this was, I thought, one of the, you know, one of the poor uh, performances from him on the defensive end of the court than we've seen in a while. Um, just kind of being late a few times, not, I don't know what the right word is for him rebounding. We've just, we've seen the high level rebounding from him tonight and it wasn't there for whatever reason um and so you know and if he's able to you know secure four five six more rebounds we've seen him get 14 15 16 rebounds a lot this season and if he's able to do that and prevent some of those second chance points and end those possessions and go the other way you know maybe things are different for indiana tonight but that also coach speaks to what you said is that there's just so much pressure on trace and jalen to be supermen every game and it it works sometimes but you know it's it's unsustainable which is why this team has been so inconsistent Um, so, you know, a a 23 and eight and five from your, from your center, you know, should be good enough to win games. And unfortunately, like that stat line really isn't good enough for Indiana to win games. It's got to be even better. Um, and that's less a criticism of trace, I think, than just kind of a a more systemic criticism of, of what kind of ailed this team this season. All right. Well, coming up here on The Assembly Call, this especially long episode of The Assembly Call, we will hand out our Game Balls and Hoosier Hustle Award and, I don't know, discuss some other stuff after that. There's no game to look to, so we'll figure out what else to talk about. That's next on The Assembly Call. Stick with us.
1: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole?
0: this is jordan halls and i never miss a shot or an episode of the assembly call thank you jordan every time nigel pack pulled up from like 10 feet behind the three-point line it reminded me of that three that jordan halls hit against michigan state where he was like 10 feet behind the line and uh made it which was awesome you know i was trying to find happy memories to keep me Keep me going there during the game. You're listening to the Assembly Call. You can catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, and more importantly, now since we're in the off season, every Thursday night at our website assemblycall.com. And make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. It will keep you connected and informed. Uh, here in the off season, you can go to join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. We send out a weekly news roundup uh, that will keep you updated on all the things going on this off season, so that you don't have to. You know, actively track it all the time. We'll just send it to you in a nice, neat weekly newsletter, and you can stay up to date that way. Uh, All right, gentlemen, it is time for our game balls, which are presented by our friends at Bloom Environmental, where Allie and James and the crew help folks in southern and south central Indiana maintain healthy air quality in their home or business. You can learn more at bloomenviro.com. And when you mention this ad, you get 23% off all of their testing services. That is twenty three in honor of TJD coach. We will go to you first. Your game ball for tonight's game.
3: I uh, you got to go TJD for for his effort um, tonight. It's going to be sad not to to see him play anymore in Indiana uniform. I thought uh, while he struggled and didn't have one of his better games, he was the best player for Indiana uh, tonight overall. Um, and it's just been his award all year, so I think we should end that way.
0: Yeah, Andy.
2: Yeah, it's same. I mean, twenty three points. Yeah, you know, wish he'd gotten more. I mean, twenty three points on ten field goal attempts. Yeah, uh, just really underscores made how important it was through. to try to find ways to get him the ball more. Um, Made his free throw as well. I think that was, you know, maybe an underrated part of of his improvement this season. Was nine of eleven from the free throw line in this game. Showed huge strides in that area and the rebounding uh was a struggle and i think the assist number i talked about that with the the team that was something that he had become so adept at and for a game for him to only have one uh i think underscores a lot of the uh issues that iu had on offense But five blocks as well and uh 39 minutes once again uh from him and so feels uh a fitting way to end it that he uh he put up numbers in pretty much every game uh over the course of the season this was no exception yeah, Ryan uh, Trace sent out a
0: tweet about twenty minutes ago. Says it's always glory to the man above. Thank you, Indiana basketball, for everything and welcome me, welcoming me into your family. I wore that jersey with pride every time I stepped onto the court. We went through some tough times, but this place is only going to get better. Love TJD. He was incredible. He was absolutely incredible this season, and it's it's disappointing that you know we went out without a vintage Trace performance. He was just a really, really good All American center tonight. Not like Superman. Um, and it would have been nice to see, you know, another one of those, but what he did this season, uh, even though the team success isn't what any of us wanted, most of all him, this individual performance for him this season will go down in history and be talked about for a long time. And with good reason, because he was phenomenal, one, absolutely one of the phenomenal.
1: Great, one of the great seasons in Indiana basketball history. Yes. Um, especially given the weight that was on his shoulders. A lot of other guys have had great seasons, but had really good teammates as well and he had good I'm not not, that's not to knock his teammates but so much more was expected of him he had to be good they weren't winning without him I think the the Purdue game on the road is the only time they really won where he had an okay trace performance and Jalen had 35 points um yeah yeah, it's him. It's a game ball, not just for this game, but for his career. And and Jared, I don't know if you still have these numbers, but it'd be really funny to go back and see how many game balls Trace got in his four years on this program. Uh, we
0: got 22 this season and he missed yeah, two I, games. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, the guy has meant so much to this program, not just this team. And so, and to the school and the university and all of us fans. So, Um, Of course it's him, Uh, you know, even, even on a night, as you said, that's kind of an off night for him. He was still the best player on the floor and it wasn't even in question. And I think the best player on the floor on both teams, I mean, that was evidenced by the way that Miami ran defenses at him, you know, Mm -hmm. they just not the way we're going to beat him is he's not going to touch the ball. And um, so, yeah, it's a bitters, it's very, very bittersweet night because you know, it's it's really hard to say goodbye to Trace Jackson Davis, but we're all so lucky to have gotten to watch him over the last four years and watch him grow as a, a person and a player. So great job, Trace. Um, you know, we wish you well, and we'll be happy
0: to see you uh, cheering your brother on next year at some point. Mm-hmm. And watching him in the NBA because he's yeah. going to play in the NBA. There's no question about it. Um, you know, Zach Osterman also tweeted this out uh, from the press conference. Said Trace was asked what he'll remember about his time at IU Trey says, I just think about being part of the change. Two years ago, we were getting booed in our home city off the court in the Big Ten tournament. Said he hopes the fan base feels more hopeful now. Which is, you know, an interesting comment for him to make, um, and certainly genuine from his perspective. Um, but I think it's, you know, and it's going to take a lot of processing this offseason, I think, to to evaluate what the hopefulness level is of Indiana fans. I think undoubtedly these last two seasons have been steps in the right direction. There's no question about it. But now as you stare into a future without Trace Jackson Davis, it's incredibly uncertain. Um, and so I think part of his, you know, look, part of his legacy we're not going to know about really until we kind of look down the road, you know, what, what is Indiana building? But that's also not really his responsibility. What happens next? Like I think, he what he has done over the last two seasons, and Mike Woodson deserves credit too, because Trace Jackson Davis has given him credit for unlocking what he can be as a player. But he put this program on his back for the last two seasons, got us back to the NCAA tournament. You know, we, you know, have won more games than we have and, you know, you know, made it to the second round this year. And that's not great at a school like Indiana, but it's progress, and it's better than what we've seen in most seasons over the last thirty. Um, And so now, you know, what does this program do doing forward? And, you know, whereas we made the comment earlier in the show about, hey, you know, what are you selling to role players based on, you know, kind of what you've seen? Well, certainly Mike Woodson can go into, you know, a superstar big man's home, whether it's a, a freshman recruit or a transfer guy and say, look at this. Look what this guy became. And, you know, what Trace Jackson became is one of the best players in school history and one of the best players in the country. And he was phenomenal. And so hopefully what we saw over the last two seasons is a stepping stone to something better. Um, But it is, at this moment, it's hard to see that without him. And that's just a testament to how terrific he was. And so game ball to Trace, not just for this game, but for everything that he meant to the program this season, for how much he grew and how much he put the team on his back. He was phenomenal, and it was so much fun to watch him play uh, this year. And so he deserves all of those accolades. Um, and you know, he's going to go down as one of the most beloved Indiana players of all time. And with good reason, um, just a terrific, terrific career that unfortunately ended too soon tonight. Anything else to add on the game ball gentlemen, before we go on to the Hoosier hustle award, God, man, it's, it's tough talking about Trace's last game, man. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss him as a Hoosier. We've been through a lot with him over the last four years, and to see where he came, it's a, it's a gift to, you know, to a, a fan of any college basketball team to have a guy like him stay for four years and fully realize what he can be. So just very, very appreciative that we got the chance to follow him as fans and talk about him so much on this show. And we always, you know, hopefully we were, we were fair to him. I think we were, um, but what he became this season was just unbelievable. All right, let's talk Hoosier Hustle.
2: Hi, this is Anthony Leal, reminding you to check out our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Chaney, Evansville Security Services has been providing off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals since 2001. In other words, they're in the business of prevention and peace of mind. And remember, prevention cannot be measured. To learn more about how Evansville Security Services can help you preserve your peace of mind by preventing bad outcomes, visit Evansville security com. that's Evansville security com.
0: thank you Anthony all right let's talk who's your hustle award I have a feeling
2: I know where we're all going with this one
0: but let's make it official Andy we'll go to you first
2: Miller cop for me uh yep. thought he was a guy who really matched um some of some of the intensity and the the desire that Miami seemed to have uh for tonight and and really, over the latter part of the season, as we talked about, I think his his growth uh, and really just getting comfortable uh, over his time at IU was was uh, you know, while I didn't have as much time with him as as we did with TJD, uh, I thought really came into his own uh, in in the, the latter part of his IU career and uh, really played hard tonight, made a lot of key hustle plays. Uh, I felt like during the course of the game and, and made some big shots as well. Just uh, didn't get him enough as was a, a familiar refrain from a number of other games over the course of the season but uh definitely if i you know looked at the game of of who really played uh hard and embodied the hustle component of it tonight it was 100 percent him
0: <laughs> someone just someone just tweeted out a picture of handy and coach simultaneously taking sips of their beer i know i did really <laughs> enjoy that i with the I caption like never sorry. a more relatable show
2: that's what we're here for.
3: We're we're here to serve, <laughs> right?
0: And sometimes be uh, overserved. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm dangerously <laughs> underserved <laughs> at the moment. So that is not an issue right now.
0: Oh gosh, Coach, are you gonna head out to the porch and do some wolf howling or just screaming into the void tonight? Maybe I don't no. know. Maybe some dancing. Uh, I'm to...
3: an- anxiously awaiting my FDU
0: t-shirt, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <from home field. laughs> All right, Coach, you want to say some words on Miller Cop yeah. for the Hustle Award?
3: M- Miller Cop uh, for me as well. You know, in the offseason and leading up to the first game, there's a lot of conversation whether Coach Woodson should keep him in the in the starting lineup. And I thought for given his role, uh, he, he did a lot on the court, but he also did a lot off the court, I think, uh, to help this Indiana team. And, and especially for us fans, just bringing us a little bit of, of joy through all the the media and things that that he did I think his approach is is one that we all maybe can model a little bit I don't know what he's like in person but through through that social media and other things and then just how hard he played. You know, he he wasn't the quickest defender, but he gave everything he got. He was a positional defender. He fought like heck on drives, uh, staying with it, and great hands, uh, attacks at, at the rim. And, and he was just ready uh, for, you know, he he maybe had a game or two where he was a little hesitant, but I thought for the most part. And tonight, uh, I thought he, he knew that any game could be his last. I think he played like it. Uh, you mentioned that time when he got people in the right spot. Uh, every team needs a miller cop uh, sometimes they start and play major minutes uh, sometimes they're they're on the bench and and have a, a a bit role but uh we will we will always uh want guys like miller cop on the indiana team so tonight i thought he earned the hustle award but i thought he's he's done a good job doing that all season long ryan yeah it's miller cop no question about it
1: um we talked about it earlier, but just that's a guy who brought it every game. And um, as as you guys said, I'll repeat it. You never wondered if it was important to Miller, and uh, he was he definitely didn't want this to be his last game. And there were times this year where he did exactly that and gave the team life. And um, you know we're gonna miss him because I you know the sad thing is I think the the roster you look at coming back next year could really use a Miller cop, and uh, I think every team could use a version this this guy in miller cop and quite frankly after last year um miller could have gone into the tank and you know could have gotten into his head instead he worked really hard in the offseason and came back and brought his shot back from the dead and added better defense and effort all season long so um kudos to him and and we're gonna miss him i i really am gonna miss watching that guy play i love watching him hit
0: threes yeah, last season his offensive rating was 96.5, this season 125.2. <laughs> Is that better, Jared? That's Is better. That- That's quite an improvement, I would say. Quite an improvement. Uh yeah, I mean I, I said a lot about Miller Cop earlier. I thought he I thought he brought it, um showed a lot of defensive improvement um and just showed a lot of leadership uh on the court, you know. And unfortunately, you know, Indiana as a team just didn't have 40 more minutes of kind of the all-out focus and intensity that they needed uh, tonight. You know, and Miami brought it, and Indiana didn't, and so it resulted in a loss. Um, but I thought Miller really tried to be that guy. Uh, you look at the Hoosier Hustle Award season totals. Uh, Trey Galloway lit, led the way this season with seven. Race Thompson and Miller Cop tied with five, and then we had uh, three guys with three. Jalen hood Shafino, Jordan Geronimo, and who wants to take a guess at who the other guy was with three Hustle Awards? Caleb Banks. Not Caleb Banks. He had two. Who else wants to guess? Tamar? Not Tamar. Tamar had two. Oh. Who, who'd you say the ones were? That you, uh, that- Jordan Geronimo and Jalen hood Shafino both had three, and there's one other guy who had three Hustle Awards. Galloway? Galloway oh. led with seven, so he was first.
1: Mal- did Mal- we didn't give it to Malik, did we?
0: Malik had two.
1: Okay, so we named everybody running, on the roster. Xavier names. Xavier, <laughs> Xavier,
0: Xavier, <Gunn>. Xavier Johnson, <laughs> oh, Xavier okay. Johnson.
1: Oh, that makes Xavier sense. Johnson
0: had three in the whatever nine eleven. God, nine, that ten seems games like that he two played. seasons ago that we lost
1: last saw <laughs> Xavier play.
0: It does, but it also it shows his impact that he was able yeah. to do that. I wonder if he got any game balls. Well, he, no, he didn't get any game. Ball. No, he did get a game ball. So he had one game ball and three Hoosier Hustle awards in ten in games. A month, however, however many games he played. Yeah, that guy, that guy made a difference. Uh, all right. I mean, look, lingering questions. I mean, obviously the big lingering questions are just what the hell is this roster going to look like next year? None of us have any idea, but it's certainly something that we will be tracking. Um, you know, we're not going to speculate on this show about transfers out, but in the modern era of college basketball, you always have to assume that there will be guys who transfer out. Certainly Indiana is going to be a program that's going to hit the portal hard and already is doing that. So they're going to be guys who transfer in. We'll see if they land any late recruits, two straight seasons, you know, they've landed a late recruit and Tamar Bates and Malik Renu. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that is a lingering question that we cannot answer tonight, but that we will track all off season, you know, and I think coach, I think we've brought up a lot of, I think the main lingering question with this program really is what, what is the system that we're running and what's it going to look like with new personnel, you know? And I think we've brought up a lot of the questions that we have about it. It's not that it didn't work. It's not that it's terrible, Uh, it's just, you know, you've got to have a particular type of personnel to make it work. And in the college game, it probably leads to more inconsistencies than it does in the NBA game. Um, because you know, in the NBA, when you have, uh, you know, a role player, who's not necessarily getting shots, well, he's a professional and he's making millions of dollars and he's a little bit more mature and able to handle that than an 18 year old kid. Who wants to showcase himself to make it to the professionals um, and can have all kinds of pressure going through their head for those reasons. You know, so it's it's just it's a different mix. And I think to me, as we walk away from this season and this game, you know, and just and knowing obviously how different it's going to be without Jalen and Trace next year, and hopefully X is there to kind of help anchor it, that's kind of my question. Is what does this system look like in college basketball? You know, you know, obviously Woodson's going to have to recruit more athletes and, and more guys who can make it work. Um, but as I think I came around this season, coach, to thinking, you know, gosh, you, you have a guy like Trace, you've got it, you know, a, a point guard like Jalen, who's who can be so good. I get building the offense around these two guys. I wish around the edges we had done more for the shooters, but I kind of understand it this season. Um, and it very well may have maximized what this team could be. But what is that going to look like moving forward? And I really don't know, you know, so it's not to say that it hasn't worked or hasn't helped Indiana take steps forward the last two seasons. But now what's it going to look like, you know, and, and how adaptable is it going to be? Those are lingering questions we can't answer, but I think are fair to ask.
3: All right. You want your coach to go to your first option and your second option, be the best two players on, on your roster. Uh, you wouldn't want anything other than that. It, it's how you do it that is going to win you games consistently uh, versus having these ups and downs. And and I think you know maybe that's something that you, you try to do something one way and, and then you learn from it. Um, but, yeah, I think Coach Woodson has, has done a good job in the two years that he's been here getting Indiana back to this point. Um, I, I do think that there needs to uh be a little more collegiate modern collegiate ball um incorporated and maybe it will when you don't have Trace Jackson Davis. Um yeah. and and you, you have some wings that can do some different things. So you know, um, that that's to be seen, and you got to trust a coach to, to put in an offense that it best fits the roster. So the question is, is this the offense, and he's going to fit everyone around it? Or was this the offense because they, he thought it was the best option with this roster? And he very well could have been right. Uh, but there are coaches out there like Jim Laranaga and other coaches that have ideas on how to stop uh, this offense. The same problem's happening here where I live right now, is you have one style of play, and certain – types of teams and especially in tournament time can stop that heavy post presence, uh, type of type of offense. So, you know, I think Woodson wants to win and wants to bring Indiana another banner. And so, you know, he'll spend the time getting the kids from the portal and recruiting players and and, and making those adjustments, and then we'll see what what kind of offense. But I think the offense needs some tweaks. But we didn't talk a lot about this. They took a step back defensively, too. And, and, and was that yeah. just the roster? Was that minus X and his pressure? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they were in the mid-40s. Uh, we'll see what happens with this game. Uh, that, that was the worst since, like, 2018 finishing position for an Indiana defense. Uh, I think the first year Archie – So they took a step back defensively and giving up some drives and uh, rebounding and all of those things as well. So there, there you have to take a look at when you don't have that rim protection next year. uh, What are you going to do defensively to get back in the top twenty? You know how many of us thought at the beginning of the year we'll have a top twenty defense if the offense can go from ninety, it made the jump it needed to really ninety to twenty eight. What happened with the the defense moving from a, a top twenty five defense up to the mid forties and really costing Indiana some games and, and some heavy losses? So uh, every year you got to say, you know, I just got hired to take this job. What does this program need and what do I what adjustments I need? And and Coach Woodson I think cares and we're better off right now I think. Uh, because of of what he brings to Indiana University, tweak some X's and O's, uh, talk to his staff, uh, get out on that recruiting trail and and bust your butt and and close on some deals, and and, uh, let's go at it next year. Um, But, um, you know, so, yeah, a tough way to go out uh, in a non-competitive situation. But, um, you know, we're better off. uh, At least we're here getting... um, having a tough show as opposed to not even being on the bracket Uh, that was before coach Woodson. And and I got to remember that as well. And in my frustration this evening, we've been on the bracket two years in a row uh, in his first two years. And so make some progress, fix the things that aren't working and and let's make it three years in a row and,
0: and maybe try to get to that sweet 16 or further. Yep. And Andy, the only other lingering question really is how do the women do tomorrow night? Because the women are in the round of 32 against Miami. Hopefully they have a nice long run ahead of them. Uh, and so we will certainly be turning our attention to that. Our friends at Doing the Work uh, will have a show after that game. Uh, and we hope that they are playing for a long, long time. And we certainly encourage everyone to turn their attention there. I know earlier today there were only balcony seats left uh, for that game tomorrow. So if you're in town and you can get there, like I know watching a game from the Assembly Hall balcony is not, not a good seat. But how great would it be for these ladies to sell that place out and have it totally filled? It would be incredible. Um, so if you're if you're anywhere around there and you can get there to see, I mean, I think it's fair to call this the best women's basketball team we've ever had, uh, go see them because they're absolutely incredible. And this is the last time that they're going to play at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Uh, and that game is tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And... I don't know we'll see the next time we talk about the men i guess will be next thursday uh and we'll see if we want to do it on thursday if we want to go on wednesday maybe we'll see what the women's schedule is who knows i don't even want to think about that right now because i'm still kind of mourning this season uh, anyway go check out our friends at home field apparel use the promo code home at checkout for 15 percent off your first order gentlemen it is time for last call andy lead us off
2: yeah disappointing end to the season that had it's fair share of, of ups and downs. And it's, it's kind of like what coach is trying to say. It's, it's hard to, in the frustration of a game like this where opportunities were there and, and I, you didn't take advantage of them by, uh, you know, not getting rebounds, not, not doing the things that, that they've that they've done at times during the season when they've been most successful That that part's frustrating. Um, I also think you look back at a team that seemed like it was in a tailspin after the first few games of the Big Ten season and totally pulled itself out of it. And these guys deserve a lot of credit for, for all the things that they may not have done as well as, uh, as people would have wanted. Uh, you know, to, in tonight's game, um, that is not easy to do. We, we've seen IU season spiral quickly and dramatically out of control, and this one seemed headed there uh so kudos to the leaders on this team and 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 all of that and you know hard not to look at this game and think about it being tjd's last game you, know, you guys talked about some of those quotes i think the thing that probably sits most with me is there's a picture of him jalen hitrofino very clearly and i think jeff rob johns had a tweet about it said he was just really really upset about the game he's got his head buried in a towel and tjd is comforting him uh in the moment that uh you know his college career came to an end. He was thinking about somebody else and doing the right thing by somebody else. And that's what, uh, that says everything you need to know about that kid, about his leadership, about what he means to this program and everything else. So, uh, certainly a sad image, but one that, uh, reinforces all the great things that you think about trace and all the great things that he's accomplished, um, to be able to, in that moment, put other people ahead of, uh, what I'm sure was a lot of emotions of his own. Uh, just a, a fantastic representative of the university, fantastic basketball player i think he's one we'll look back on uh years from now and uh and and feel like we were lucky to watch uh you don't always say that uh are about about some things There are uh careers that come to an end that doesn't mean that you don't care but it doesn't mean quite as much like this one meant something uh and uh kudos to him for a career well done can't wait to see what he does next he certainly earned the right to uh you know to keep keep playing at NBA level, something that a lot of people thought he wasn't going to be able to do and worked his ass off and, uh, and played his ass off to get there and just a fantastic season from him. Uh, fantastic leadership. And uh, he will be missed probably more uh, than we even would think now. Uh, as you look ahead to next season, I think he'll be missed more than we probably even, even think right now, but uh, but yeah, sad to see it end for him. And uh, but at the same time, we've been lucky to watch. him.
0: Yeah gosh Andy someone in the community posted like last week you know a question it was it was basically you know are you interested or are you, are you excited I don't remember what the word was but it was something like are you interested or excited to see what the offense looks like next year without Trace Jackson Davis and it's like well yeah, I suppose there's like a part of me that is curious what's that g- going to look like, but I'm you know, I have a feeling when we get to next season that curiosity is quickly going to change into just missing having <laughs> Trace down there, you know? So, he's just he's been so great for this program. Um coach, last call to you.
3: Uh, you know, a good season, not a great season. It it didn't end the way we wanted it to to end, obviously, but You know, I I said this on shows previous. If you would have told me we lose uh, Xavier Johnson, uh, Hood Shafina would have been out for some key games. Trace dealing with the back during the Christmas holiday uh, race, being out for three games, that Indiana would be a a 15th overall on the seed line, earning a four seed and playing in in the the tournament. I'd have told you you were crazy. So I'm really going to try to force myself to find this season to be a positive step in the right direction. Year two of a new regime. Uh, the, the sad part is you had two pros and you're not going to be playing anymore. And you had a guy like Grace Thompson who gave a lot to this university. Uh, You know, it's it's tough to see those guys move on. And it's tough for this old guy in the era of NIL and, and the transfer portal to know that we're going to have six or seven guys next year that we don't even know. Um, are on our roster right now and, and what they do. And the, the continuity of college basketball has changed. And, and that's what makes Trace Jackson Davis to me very, very special. I don't know how many times you're going to see you know, four-year guys have that level of production, just unbelievable level of production where you get to follow them and root for them for years uh, with the in-and-out nature of, of college basketball. And, and so uh, I'm going to be disappointed, be be upset uh, with the the performance, the rebounding, the plays, all of that stuff we talked about tonight. Uh, but when I wake up in the morning, we didn't lose to FDU like most of my coworkers are going to have to deal with tomorrow. Um, and, and that program has lost to, yes, they've been in a little more tournaments, but they they can't beat double-digit seeds. We lost to a top-20 team who played uh, extremely well. I, I, perspective. Um, perspective. Uh a year ago, I had a heart attack. Um, I'm fortunate to be talking with you guys. Uh, right. The the community has been great. Um, the young man I met in Las Vegas, um, a special young man. His dad keeps texting me pictures. And, and, and Ryder wants uh, Coach Tonsoni to know that he's ready to go. I mean, Indiana basketball is, is it's a it's such a great tradition. It sucks when we lose. It sucks when we don't perform well, but. It's grateful that uh, I have the four of you guys plus everyone else who who is you know Galen and and all the all the connections. Let's make sure we keep perspective. Don't don't be tweeting at the players and and at the coaching staff. They're hurting. Uh, they're they're disappointed as well. And just have some faith that Indiana basketball is is bigger than than a a lot of programs, a lot of fan bases would ever ever touch or feel. So I'm going to try to remember that. Because it's such an important uh, thing to, to wear Indiana gear and to be proud alum. And, and I'm going to try to remember. I, I'm pissed, but uh, it's been a good year. It's a year that we need to have repeatedly going forward. And I, I look forward to the off season shows. And I'll be down in Bloomington next weekend watching IU baseball and, and, and having a strong bully, and, and life
0: will go on. Well said, Coach. Very well said. Ryan, last call. You know, I think, I think it's,
1: it's, it's true to say that there were definitely positives and strides made this season. I think there's, there's no question about that. Uh, IU didn't reach the goals that we set out for it at the beginning of the year, which was top four finish in the Big Ten. Hey, check there. Make the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2016. Did not happen. Um, once again, Indiana's ending the season not among the final 16 teams in the country and and that's something it's not a Mike Woodson problem that's a program problem for a long time and it's something that needs to change for Indiana that needs to be a yearly thing you know that you have the chance to do that um you know as as Andy said just one of the the brilliant careers in Indiana basketball came to a close tonight i think that's what i'm saddest about i mean sad for all the players sad for for race thompson who i've loved watching play over the last 14 years it seems um sad for for miller cop and and you know the guys we always forget the walk-ons guys who have been here for a long time and 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 managers who are graduating and all of that that was their last game too um but Trace, certainly in my opinion i don't think there's any question the best Indiana career since Calvert Chaney Uh, he will forever be in the record books nobody can take that away from him no deep tournament run needed to happen he did it for himself and and will be on those lists um, forever what I'll say for me is the sad part is that this season is over and um, I'm sad for us because we get to sit here and do this every night and no matter how hard it is after a loss like this uh, or how hard it is when things are going bad, like that stretch earlier this year, and, and we're here, you know, overreacting to losses and underreacting to wins, and you know all that stuff. Um, this is a lot of fun, and uh, it's fun because we get to do, I get to do it with these guys. Um, we get to do it for all of you watching and listening, and and that's what makes this worth doing. And uh, it's a lot of time it's it it takes over our lives sometimes when there's three games in a week plus a thursday show i mean these guys have you know kids and families and all that i'm just a jerk who hops on here and talks and you know complains about having to you know work uh writing about sports and that's my big uh commitment but um i just want to thank everybody listening who subscribes Watches who even if you don't have anything to do with us and you just popped on for this show, thank you guys for for being involved. It means a lot to us. And you know, was this our twelfth season? And uh, we're wrapping it up. And thank God we're wrapping it up in an NCA tournament because that hasn't happened enough over the years. But uh, again, what, just six just out think, of
0: twelve, six out of twelve yes, seasons we've made the NCA tournament. I think let's not talk we've been about that.
1: Let's let's just keep those percentages to ourselves. <laughs> um. So I just want to thank everybody out there. You make this worth doing. And uh, thank these guys. Uh, for being co-hosts and brothers, and and some of my closest friends that we get to do this together, um, makes it all worthwhile, and and it makes the tough times a uh, little less tough, and it makes the the good times even better. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, very well said. Um, you know, I just I just want to say thank you to Trace and to Race and to Miller. Uh, you know, for everything they gave to Indiana basketball. Um, you know, obviously we, as you guys said, we only knew Miller for a couple of years, but appreciated what he brought, uh, you know, race Thompson been here for six. And I mean, that guy has just brought so much to Indiana basketball, so much toughness, you know, I know kind of came out this week that he's been dealing with a lot more, you know, kind of injury wise than, than anybody has really known, Um, And it kind of puts some of his struggles this season into perspective. You know, he didn't have it on a game in game out basis, but boy, could he dial it up at some important times when you needed it, you know, the end of the Michigan game against Kent state, you know, he didn't, didn't have it all the time, but you got to see some vintage race when Indiana really needed it. And trace Jackson Davis, there's just, it's, it's hard to put into words how much he's meant to this program and no, he didn't win a big 10 title and no, he didn't win a national title or make a deep tournament run, but I don't think he needs that to to secure the legacy of what he means to an entire generation of Indiana fans. And there are a lot of young Indiana fans who became fans over these last couple years because of what Trace Jackson Davis did uh, and what he meant and how he represented the university. Um, And so there will be plenty of time to talk about where he ranks all-time and all that stuff. All that matters is that guy's an all-time great Hoosier, period he is. And wherever you want to rank him, that's fine. But what we just witnessed for four years is really special. A guy that's that good from day one, uh, you know, staying in school for four years, producing like he did and growing like he did and getting better every season. It was just a really special career to watch. You know, I'm disappointed that it's over. But my goodness, am I thankful that it happened and that we got to watch it. Uh, So thank you to those guys thank you to you guys for everything this season and absolutely thank you to our community and everybody who's here, you know, adding meaning to what we do. Um, you know, having 1200 people there after the Kent state game and we were up over 1100, uh, here tonight live for these late games. It's, uh, it's awesome. And we really appreciate just being part of the conversation with you all. Uh, and obviously we, we look forward to continuing with the women's team uh, and continuing it into the off season. Um, it's more abrupt than we hoped. Uh, But now, you know, we have to we'll spend some time reflecting on this season and trace and everything that we learned and the experiences of this year, Uh, but then also turn our attention to next season and what's next for this program. I think it's really, really important that these first two seasons of the Mike Woodson era be stepping stones to something better and consistent and sustainable, you know, and not just, you know, two seasons where you kind of maximize the star player, but then you fall back. Uh, And hopefully that is what happens. We'll be tracking it all off season and here next season to talk about it with you all. Um, But this was, this was a good season. This was a fun season. Uh, This team did a lot of things and has taken us places that we haven't been in a while. Um, And I know we all have hopes for more, But, you know, given where this program has been over the last 25, 30 years, I really feel like we should enjoy the journey to get back there, not just wait to get there to enjoy it and recognize the successes. This team's done a lot over the last couple of years to improve over where it was. That's meaningful. That matters. And now hopefully they continue to take steps forward in the seasons to come. All right. That is going to do it for, gosh, the season of the Assembly Call. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call. Don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thank you, as always, to Bob Thompson for the music you hear on the show. And special thank you to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you next week. Until then.
3: Take it from me, Christian Wofford. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. Go Hoosiers.
1: All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out.
3: Here I come, this is Stan Sony.
0: Too late again? <laughs> Way too late. <laughs> man. Oh, man. That sucks. It does. Coach is saying something awesome, but he's muted.
3: Yeah, she gave me a kiss goodnight with six minutes left in the game.
0: <laughs> what kind of a fan is she? No, she was the Not smart much. one. Uh, it, was really, it was really funny my wife was out watching the game and at halftime you know we had the like multi-view on on youtube tv and they showed drew timmy on gonzaga she's like he's still there yeah it's like yep he's still there it's probably a lot like, of hasn't people he been about- there since we since we met I was like, probably well, how a lot Not quite, but <laughs> how probably how a lot of people
1: feel about Ray thompson who has been in school since you guys met it's yeah, well that's that is true yes and another guy who seems like he's been around forever, Jameson Battle, just entered the transfer portal. Yeah.
2: I saw that he entered. I, I was like, because he played, I forget where he played. George, someplace George, in the colonial Washington. George Washington, George Washington, I think.
3: Yeah. George Mason.
2: George was Mason.
3: Not, was it Mason
0: or George Washington? No, no, it was one of those guys. James was Madison.
3: George Washington.
1: <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Thomas Jefferson. Benjamin? Okay. <laughs> so he played in minnesota for two years then right so he's
2: gonna use his covid year i guess i guess but i felt yeah. like he i i i was actually surprised how many he was times to you transfer it, uh
1: if you're a grad transfer you can yeah. do it you can do it once without uh within it with without any penalty and then you can do it as a grad transfer but you can only do it as a grad transfer if the school you're going to has a program that the other one does not so it's like you guys will transfer and to get a degree, to get a master's in horticulture or something, it's always ridiculous. I mean, or it's a specific like business program. Shot fired at horticulture. Yeah. Horticulture. Yeah. Jeez. I'm going to take that straight. as a direct yeah, shot at Texas right. A&M, or because IU has so many different master's wow. programs through Kelly. That's <laughs> yeah. that's my so apologies to
0: the horticulturists in the
1: audience. I never we, said anything bad mean, about. it. I just said there's no a hortic- lot of
0: college basketball, but play- <laughs> it's the, I just the way you said it. On it was very with yeah. with with a lot of disdain is the way that you said it.
3: I, mean, you know. I just added that to my Amazon wish list. Now I'm going to have to de- delete it. Um, yeah, uh, as for transfers, guys, I, I don't
1: we don't know yet. Um, there, there are hints about who might leave Indiana. but We're not going to speculate on that. But the, as far as who Indiana is going to bring in.
0: We're going after that uh, lead kid
1: yeah Pretty but i mean hard they're hard. going after a number of guys they've been in contact with a number of guys but you know pe- there there have been times where people are like oh they're gonna get this guy and then he goes somewhere else i mean you never know what these kids are going to decide what the nil complicates it even more um like nigel pack winding up at miami nobody thought that was going to happen and then he went and visited miami and got a huge offer and everyone thought he was going to be their lead guard and he was like their, what was their fourth leading scorer or something this year um bags but. of cash yeah, I mean, essentially, and it's legal and good for them. They maximize their their ability, but, or their earning potential. But yeah, no idea. The best
3: players' money can buy.
1: Yeah, we need some of those. I'm all for it.
3: It's about money.
1: Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's not. Anyway, so yeah, was a fully I fully
3: loaded Lexus.
1: I don't know yet. I'm sure there will be some coach movement and that will lead to some uh, decommitment. I don't know if there's going to be anybody in Indiana can can go get off of that. They've gotten lucky the last two years, but who knows if that's going to happen a third time. But
3: we'll see. And Jared fights his depression by hitting the soundboard over and over again. So he, he it was a nuclear out. surfboard. Remember?
0: That's my favorite one. The <laughs> nuclear surfboard. What is a nuclear surfboard? I've always wondered that. What is a nuclear surfboard? But if is that's, that the, a, if that's who what who is that takes... that says that? Is that the booster that yells that out or something? Uh, wait. Said...
3: It was a nuclear surfboard.
0: Yeah, that's remember? happy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah, I thought. Happy. The true hero of blue chips in hindsight, apparently. Yeah.
1: And wasn't he, it was, wasn't he, um... oh, God, who, who played him? Uh, this guy was a bad guy in something else, too. Yes.
3: Um, oh, that remember. guy.
1: Yeah, yeah he no. Was, he I, was a I, horticulturist. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of what else he was in because he played. He always played bad guys.
0: Uh, anyway, uh, well, screw the rest of this
1: tournament. I don't care. Who do you who do you guys think is going to win? Because I I thought going God, in probably Alabama, I had Arizona, and Kansas were the teams yeah. that I thought looked the best going in,
0: and they both got spanked. I, I mean, Houston, dude. The thing bracket. and the thing about Arkansas, they've got all their talented guys back too. I mean, yeah. they're. They're under. No, I, I mean those guys healthy. Once they got lined up, a lot of people said they're going to beat Kansas. Like a lot, a lot of people
1: predicted that once they got lined up against each other. I, I J T. Walsh,
0: enough. that's right. J T. Walsh is the guy. Yeah,
1: he, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. I, dude, I don't know. I mean, San Diego. Like, I, here's the thing about San Diego State. San Diego State and Alabama is a really interesting matchup because of how San Diego State guards. I mean, if they make any shots, that can be a game. If they, but their offense escapes them. Half the time. So it could be a chance that they just shoot like 30%. But if they make any shots, that could be a really, really fun
3: game. So, how about Tennessee coming out of nowhere? I know. Now they have FAU and they have Kansas State or Michigan State. Like one of those teams Michigan
2: is going guard. to the final four. Yeah. that region said, hey, They have no yet. offense. <laughs> we said, <laughs> Jared, score. you and I were
1: talking and we said, we were answering questions with somebody said, what big 10 team can make a run? And we both agreed. Michigan, Michigan state, state was the one because the way they're constructed and they're and a team coach. constructed to win in a tournament. The yes. They're not constructed for a regular season. And then you see Sissoko stepping up today and you're like, Oh, that's the guy we saw in the first two games of the season that disappeared for three months. So, and they got shot makers. I mean,
2: that, and Izzo, yeah, you know, Izzo and Zaga, they've got some. Gonzaga and UConn have looked good too. Yeah, and UConn is the
1: best team I've seen in this tournament as far as how they've played so far. Wouldn't it be me.
0: funny if this is the year Gonzaga wins too? After yeah, and it's I don't just think such they're a, good like, enough. But I mean, look, you know, you everybody at else falls left, away. So like, basically, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I mean it's like. It, but the sure. other thing is, so I was on. I was doing a a friend's Big Ten podcast. Um, where he's talking about the Big Ten. And he said, What's so who's the he asked the same question? Like, what big 10 team can make a run? I said Michigan State. He said, Which big 10 team is going to disappoint us? It's Purdue. Purdue. They're not getting out of the first weekend. Like everybody they're just not, that.
0: they're not, they're not built for a tournament. And it's so funny, everybody acts shocked. It's like, just listen to the people who have watched Purdue play all season long. I'm not shocked they lost in the first weekend. I was just
1: shocked at the team they lost to because of the size differential and all that. We talked about that the other night. It's that's what was shocking, is just how they lost. Or not how they lost, but who they lost to, because they were yeah. gonna—they were not making it out of the first weekend.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Now we've lost. So Kicking the balls, think, it'll be it's less fun thinking about that.
1: I know. Well, at least they won't have to beat us on the way. That's the only—the <laughs> only
0: respite from this is.
3: I don't know. Do you think Houston can do it? I
1: if think their they guards can
0: guard, are
3: healthy, and their yeah. guards—they have guards. Dude, that yeah.
0: guy Walker is unbelievable. What's his name? Grace Walker. Good Yeah, Lord. I think it's Jairus God. He had a stretch last night where yeah, was it was last night against Auburn. He made this incredible block and then goes down and drains a three. Then he's like bringing the ball up. I mean, he is at that yeah. size that I mean, Titus, he, I think, he's going to be a top five pick. I think Yeah. He's, they, he's, when, he's when a, I interviewed
1: Titus, him. when I interviewed Titus, he said, Houston's been the best team all year. They just haven't played anybody. They, like They haven't been challenged by anybody the way I'd love for them to be challenged by someone before I decide, you know, if they're my pick, but I mean, he said they've been the best team all year. That's just,
0: I mean, you know, they didn't get a lot from Sasser and shed in that last game and they still dominated yeah. the second half.
2: They're just, they're yeah. tough as nails. Yeah. I mean, Miami is not going to be able to come out and do the things to them that they did to IU cause Houston yeah. is that times a hundred.
1: Yeah. No, uh, so it'll, it'll be interesting for IU next year without the two veteran post players does Woody go four out, more of a four, a pure four out one in? Please. Or, do, or does he stick with this kind of have a guy who's really kind of a back to the basket guy playing on the program? Coach, coach, coach is going to enter the transfer portal stage. if he doesn't.
2: Yeah. Coach has reached the bargaining <laughs> stage already, now. Yeah. Please. we got to worry He's about coach you. transfer. Because, I mean, it's
1: kind of you with who Race Thompson was and what he meant to the program, it's really hard not to start him.
2: Yeah. You know? Right, and you he could. Te-
1: and he and TJD played well, had good chemistry and everything. And he obviously race didn't do what he's capable of this year as, as, as much as he has done in the past,
0: but you also might lose TJD if you disrespect race, those guys yeah. are that close, you know? Yeah. So I, mean, no, I get all But You
3: basically stuff. had two centers. Yeah, you know, essentially. And that's, so that's
1: what I'm wondering if that changes the lineup moving forward. Um, and maybe Caleb banks is your four.
3: Or someone like well, that. Well, talk about a team poised for the postseason. If you're talking about Michigan State, who's there for? Joey Hauser. Joey Hauser. He gets yeah. abused defensively a little bit when he's got to guard a post, but he's a pick-and-pop guy. And, and, you you know, so many fours and fives are pick-and-pop guys in the mo- modern game, too. Yeah. That could add to Woodson's repertoire, too, if he had a guy who could do – you know, he that's where out. we all get mad at Woodson, but Woodson had a guy who could, had to score at the basket. He had two guys who really could score at the basket, um, yeah. and, and you know, race hit a couple threes down the stretch. But yeah, please go, go get some athletes, get some long arm dudes. Yeah, the athlete, the athleticism gap between Indiana and Miami
1: was was cons- huge,
0: considerable. Yeah, I'm excited about Caleb Banks, man.
1: I am too. I just he needs to. I mean, there are edges on his game that need to be smoothed out. But yeah, I think
0: sure. That... But the fact that he you know took his minutes and became an energy guy. Yeah. Sure. You know, I mean, he's got some skills. You don't score he that many he points in Georgia without skills. And even I was impressed even tonight. He got the ball and brought it up like his first yeah. time out there. Like he didn't show any jitters. I think that guy's got something. I, he does. C, just C. J some Gunn will be productive
3: obviously. as a sophomore. Let's yeah, C J Gunn. He could be. He could be, he could uh, be yes, like he the defensive around.
1: Yeah, the defensive guy on the the second unit. Um,
0: with but he's got he's got he's got He's just got to he, learn. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure I he wasn't
0: that... happy with his playing time, but he's, you know, he's a guy close to home. He profiles as the kind of guy who would, but it's, you know, it's the new era of college basketball. Who knows? Let's, we'll just, you know, it's not even, it doesn't but do that any good six, to speculate. Cause it's like everybody could. Athlete, so. Yes. I,
3: I just, I, 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 just look forward to him out there. You know, he played his rear too. end off when he got in there, Yep. you know, uh, defensively doing what he can learn the game this year and come back and surprise people a little bit with, He's and, a scorer you know he's in high doing.
1: school. That you know what I liked about anything. him too. Yeah,
0: sense. he has self awareness though. Like he recognized he was allowing himself to get sped up. He mentioned that in some media comments yeah. recently. That was why he know? couldn't and hit shot. That hurt his shot. Yeah. Now I, I have really high hopes for him. I
2: I,
3: I do too. Those two. Those two give me um, a, a, a lot of hope uh, because those are the type of athletes that I think do project yes. to a, a, a tournament level. You know, when when you look at this, uh, who's out there playing right now? There there's dudes. You know that dude from Tennessee went off. Um, I can't even pronounce his name, but I mean they just have they got every one of these teams that's in a Sweet Sixteen has some guys. The Johnson guy Kansas State, UCLA's loaded with athletes and length. Um, yeah. yeah, that that the roster construction. You know, the more I think about it, Woodson had to do what he had, what he did a little bit because of the of the roster. He had to keep guys and then, you know, he, he recruited a couple big time guys in that helped a lot this year, and then it's just got to keep flowing in that direction. But that's how you win. That's that's the problem up here in this area where everyone wants to fire Painter, is his roster is built to win a Big Ten championship. It's not win it's not built to, to go as far as everyone wants them to in the tournament because of athleticism. Guys, we broke
0: two hours on this show. Yep, worked I'm two hours sense. a couple minutes ago. Yeah, I'm calling the end of the night. season.
2: Andy, thanks, yeah. man. Fun Mate. season. That it was. That it was. Lots to talk about in the off season. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Glad to go got your on mic the women. Fixed. Not a yeah, lot oh of, yeah. How how do y'all like Andy's new microphone? I mean, how about Amazon in, just, coming through just, with same day delivery? For,
0: just in time for one last
2: game? <laughs> yeah
0: that's right. hey you sounded good today Outstanding. you, know? you sounded good. Good. good golden voice man i mean absolutely
2: yeah that was <laughs>
3: nice it was pure
1: dulcet tones of andy bottom
2: absolutely all right well i will uh right. i'll talk to you guys soon let's sign to the uh the women's team tomorrow night they hopefully uh will have eyes wide open one of the other one seeds got knocked out tonight so
0: yeah Wait, what stanford. are you serious stanford,
2: stanford. yeah stanford lost Ole Miss whoa stanford. That's
0: rare in the women's game. Yes, it is. Do they have an that. injury? Wasn't one of their players hurt for Stanford mm, or no?
1: I don't believe so. Wow. Okay. Only women's basketball team I pay attention to is Indiana. So. Jeez.
0: Yeah. So, right. Is McKenzie going to be back? Seems they, like Moren's comments sounded optimistic that okay. she may be able to play. So I certainly hope so.
2: Yeah, I think they're probably weighing, can you win this game without her and give her that much more r- yeah. rest or – lack of game Maybe time or, minutes or, or something. Yeah. So we shall see anyway. All right. Well, we'll talk to you cool. guys.
0: See, ya. see you guys. Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.